Welcome to It All Boils Down to This, the podcast where father and son take the kitchen table arguments and heated discussions from their home directly to yours. Jim and Jack Boyle will explore the world as only they can. We might even let a few guests join the fun. So sit back, choose a side, watch the water temperature rise, and enjoy stimulating generational conversation about sports and life. Welcome to this special Turkey Day edition of It All Boils Down to This. We are blessed to have here in the podcast studio, along with Jack, we've got uh, Chris Greco. Wave, wave to the camera, Chris. Good job. And we got Jay Trev, Justin Trevisani. And in the empty chair right over there, we will eventually have uh, Kevin O'Donnell, who's on a work call. He might be the only one of us that has to work today. So uh, it's great to have you guys on. Uh, real quick, let's go to Jay Trev, since the camera's on there with you. How's the season go? I know you're at Harvard. What, what's going on there? Yeah, so, uh, you know, we had a pretty good year. Um, Co-Ivy League champions um, split that with Yale and Dartmouth. Um, the end of the year, played in the game versus Yale at Yale. Um, have you ever been to the Bowl at Yale? No, never been there. And, like, very cool stadium. Um, you drive into it, and pre- you're pretty much ground level with the top of the stadium. And then you go into the stadium, and it just drops 100 feet down. That's just a little side note. But uh, didn't get the job done um, last game of the year. So a little salty seeing Yale celebrate, um, getting the co-champions. But it was a good year, 8-2. and two, Definitely exceeded preseason expectations. So so big question, Jay Trev, did you get a ring out of that deal? Uh, I think that's no still – I think Chris was helping me I'm in working that process. On it. Yeah, I think the, the kinks are still being worked out. All right, Chris, you're working on that. How are you working on that, Chris? I got a guy. You got a guy. My um, One of my best friends from college – is the director of scouting and recruiting, or whatever his recruiting coordinator, Recru- recru- recruiting coordinator at Harvard football. Oh, good. So, so Chris, that last we had you, you were still coaching soccer. How'd soccer season end? Uh, I think it ended when I was last here, but uh, <laughs> no, it didn't. Yeah, it did. Oh, you had the banquet last night. Yeah, the banquet last night. Uh, I don't. I made this joke at the banquet. I don't know the record. I don't want to know the record. All I know is that the only game that we won was the one game that I was not able to make. So. So it's all, all coaching for, for you then, right? Yeah. Show all right. my guys for that. All right, so we've got a lot, lot on the plate today once Kevin gets here. We're going to try to do almost everything. We're at the MLB. We're going to do NBA. We're going to do Premier League stuff, weird stuff. We're going to talk about Jay Trev and, and scouting, then do the NFL. And we have a um, mock draft from Mr. Trevisani for the – that I have some bones to pick with you on that. And then we'll do a uh, draft with college basketball draft, which Jack – Jay Trev's struggling over there at the mic. I'm, I'm going to laugh all podcast, honestly. Jay what you do to the mic, man? <laughs> no, the mic's fine. Okay, fine with the mic. All right, so Jack, oh, why don't you uh, you take us in here? Uh, MLB, we're going to go to the um, Hall of Fame. Just came out. What do you see? What do you think? Uh, real quick about the off season. I know Aaron Nola signed. The Red Sox really haven't done anything yet. Um, I'm not starting to get worried at all. But I, like I said, it's a big off season. They got to make a move. Um, yeah, the Hall of Fame. So the Hall of Fame ballot came out, and there's actually looking at this a lot of guys on the ballot this year that I would probably check off on my list. I don't know about you guys, but like. Just just looking here, I think I think Todd Helton's a Hall of Famer. Um, I, I didn't do enough research. Billy Wagner's a relief pitcher, right? Yep. I Billy Wagner's a relief pitcher. I don't know enough right. about him to make my opinion you, on you that. You know something about Billy Wagner? Okay. Just a quick story, Billy Wagner. Do you remember the first time we went down to throw on the Fenway grass, 2003? Red Sox, we went extra innings with uh, Houston. Billy Wagner was on the mound while we were down there. For no more? No more, yeah. No more hit the... Okay, so sorry. Billy Wagner, so so that's a that that's a bad story for him. He gave a game winning hit at Fenway Park. Andrew Jones, uh, yeah, he's a Hall of Famer, right? Yeah, uh, he's de- he's definitely borderline. Yeah, Gary Sheffield, definitely Hall of Famer. Carlos Beltran, I think he is. I think the cheating scandal hurts him a little bit. Yep, the cheating scandal hurts him a bit as a non-player. 
Yep. Yeah. Chris, what do you think? Yeah, I don't think he's going to get in at least this year for that reason. Um, yeah. It I might take it's a while. Still too fresh. Well, I think it it's all it's all about that. Um, but as a non-player, but he was also a player while doing it. Well, he yeah, you're, you know what? You're absolutely right. It's weird. He was like in the. He was. He was. Yeah. He was like. He was like in the cross. He was like that. Those NBA. <laughs> oh yeah, OGs. you're right. Yeah. Yeah, right. he was. He was a vet on that team. Cora was the bench coach. He was the bench coach. Yep. He had the job. He was going to be the Mets coach, right? Yep. Yeah, they and then lost they, because he of that. Got, yeah. Like four days. Okay, and then go Jack next. Well, A-Rod. the next two, the next two are stupid. I mean, it's it, it, going off a cheating scandal. It's A Rod and Manny, and I mean, these are the two most obvious Hall of Famers on the list if you look at their numbers and stuff. I mean, Manny might two two of arguably the greatest right-handed hit, hitters of all time. Yeah, Jay Trev, what do you think? Jack just took the words out of my mouth. Two, I, two best right-handed hitters of all time. Um, while we're on the subject, I know Bonds and Clemens, they're off the ballot, right? right? Yeah. So I would just kind of like to bring this up. Um, I know it's been addressed in a lot of places, but um, how do we feel about those guys? And then the general consensus around steroid usage and being prevented from the Hall of Fame. Well, I'm going to take that one first, Jack, okay? So, A, everybody knows how I feel. They should be in the Hall of Fame. Agreed. Uh, B, ev- not that everyone did it, but it was if, if, if the league condoned it, they condoned it. And everyone was, everyone was doing it, basically. And who knows what they're doing now. I mean, I think they've been singled out because of the, the increase in numbers. But all you got to do is look at, and Jack and I we were doing this the other day with Pedro, What's the, what was the, how, how much more than the league average were they? So in 99 or 98, remember, Pedro Jack had an ERA of like 1.75. And the yeah, league area was like 75. Right. All time. So I think they both belong in. Chris, what do you got? Uh, I agree. I think both Bonds and Clemens... Uh, had Hall of Fame careers before PEDs yeah. were even things. So I'd, it just it's mind-boggling to me. It's, it seems like a lot of people were were like, oh, so mad about it. Um, didn't let them in the the voters. I mean, some of these voters are ridiculous. Like looking at a ballot and putting zero on just to, just to be that guy. They're ridiculous. People. Tom Reducci. They're ridiculous people. Um, so <laughs> Dan Trulacy. <laughs> he bet, he yeah, always used one. Speaking of ridiculous oh, people, God. Um, those those guys should be in it because. It's not the MLB Hall of Fame without those two players in it. But it's important to make the distinction between guys like that as opposed to guys <laughs> like Sammy Sosa, Mark McGuire, Palmero, those guys, right? Or do you guys think they deserve it too? I guess that's actually a good point that I haven't thought about much. Yeah, you're right. Um, but that's the same thing with like A-Rod and, and Manny would be kind of in the same category as Sosa and, and McGuire and them in terms of like they were doing it their whole careers and stuff like that. I think A-Rod's uh, a little different than, than those guys simply because – it was noted like bad. He got suspended for doing it. Yeah, he got once the stuff happened. And and he what he got suspended twice. For I think Manny right? did too. Manny right? did yeah. too. Both. So it's like both. they knew they knew this is illegal. This is not what you're supposed to do. Bonds, McGuire, Sosa, and all them they they did it because it, no one got in trouble for it. Just the last point about steroids, you still have to hit the baseball. Yeah, you do. I agree with that, it, but oh, yeah. it, it helps you recover and get stronger and all that. You still have to put the bat in the ball. There are a bunch of guys doing steroids that weren't hitting 50 home runs and, and putting up the numbers that Rodriguez and Ramirez and Bonds and those guys were. So you still have to hit the ball. And they did hit I do want to take the last word since I probably am the only one who's alive for all that that happened <laughs> since you guys were born in like 99. I think. Um, for me, it's hard. I always look at it from I look at the eye test. I, I've seen a lot of baseball. I see a lot of guys play, and it's it's the same thing like with Jim Rice and with uh, Fred McGriff, you know, and Todd Helton even, you know, and Scott Rowland who just got in last year. It's really to me, are they great players? Were they really? Are they at the top of the game? A Rod was at the top of the game. Manny, like J Trev said, Manny was at the top of the game with right-handed hitters. You know, Palmaro was good, but he was. Eh, 
you know, and Sosa and, uh, Sosa and McGuire were great because they ran their home run chase, and maybe they artificially inflated their 500 home runs. But it just comes down to, to me, I think A-Rod, Bonds, Manny, Clemens, all in. I think the other ones are questionable, but you never know. Schilling, and I hate to say this, Schilling should almost be an even though his problems are a, yeah. whole, a whole different world. His problems are different than cheating, though. His problems are like he did everything in his power yeah, to not so. be in the Hall of Fame. Like he worked hard. He did. It. He did. And you and you all know how much I love Kurt Schilling, so it's it's tough for me to go there. But I want to give props here to my buddy Jay Trev bringing that up. That was great. We didn't have that on the list, Jay Trev. So Tommy T is going to be impressed. He is. How about so? We, 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 those are guys that were already in the ballot. So the new guys this year. Tell me of these new guys, who would you vote for? So the new guys: Beltre, Beltre, Mauer, Utley, David Wright, Bartolo Colon, Matt Holiday, and there's nobody really else after that. Adrian um, Gonzalez, cool. Yeah, Adrian Gonzalez. Yeah, definitely. Who would you vote for, Chris? Beltre, Mauer. That's it. Oh, oh, he goes Mauer. Yeah, oh, definitely. I mean, he's, the, he's the best. He's the best catcher <laughs> of a generation. Um, best catcher of a generation. Best catching season since probably bench with this MVP season. Um, I don't know if he gets in this year. He'd be on my ballot though. He'll get. Okay, in. I got you, Jack. Who's who? Him or Posey? Who's better? Posey's I think got Posey's the titles. got the three titles. But yeah, I, I'd uh, have to look at their numbers. What, the, so the problem seven, with Mauer was the pro- seven's Mauer right there. The problem with Mauer was this. Mauer was he's a lot like Jim Rice. Okay, he had um, a five to eight year mm-hmm. career where he was a dominant catcher, and then injuries or whatever concussions killed him, and he didn't yeah. catch anymore. Does he get the bump because he's a catcher? Yes. And then Chris says, yes, so I got to go. I, you yeah. know, I love how you defend your position. It's, it's the toughest position in the sport by far. I think he's borderline, but um, I'll go with you. I think, I think because he's a catcher, he gets in. This, uh, this is contradictory to what I believe in because I think if you're a Hall of Famer, you're a Hall of Famer. Like, what's up with this first, second, third, fourth, fifth ballot type of stuff? What I actually would do with Maurer is I wouldn't vote for him the first time, but I would consider voting for him like the seventh or the eighth time. I'm not kidding. The I don't think he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. Yeah, you got to get the votes, so well, it's the problem. You got to get the votes. Chris, he, he got one from Chris. Seven. I don't think he gets the year seven or eight. I think yeah, that's the problem before. he has. Jack, who do you got then? So hey, let's let's all let's let's all. I have Beltre. Beltre for sure, right? Yeah. Uh, and you have Beltre and Mauer. Uh, J. Trev, you have Beltre, right? Beltre, Beltre, first ballot. Uh, now it's really gets it gets tricky as we go on here. Um, I personally would say that uh, over Joe Mauer is Chase Utley. I think Chase Utley's better than Jimmy Rollins. I think Chase Utley almost had a better year than a career than and uh, Scott Rowland did. So if you're comparing everybody to, you can't Scott, compare Beltre to to yeah. Chase Utley. There isn't that much of a gap. I, I think, don't think. I think Scott Rowland's a good comparison for Chase Utley, but I don't. I don't know if Scott Rowland should have got it. Yeah, um, that's always been my. He's issue. just a defensive wizard, right? Defensive third base wizard. That's a hard, hard defensive position to play. I think that helped him a lot. Second base. Not the most difficult position to play. Right. Um, so his hitting stats, I don't have Jack has him right in front of him. But um, What do you got for Utley, well, Jack? The, the, the Chase Utley thing that I, I like about Utley here is, uh, just so we're getting really deep into these nerdy stats. It's a, it's a, it's a bad look. Like I don't know about mentioning War 7, but it's actually a good stat because <laughs> it, it, takes, it takes your seven best years, your seven best war years, and combines them, and it tells you what your war is. Yeah. Of all these guys on this list, including Manny Ramirez, Including Alex Rodriguez, including Todd Helton, all these guys. Uh, Joe Maurer's War Seven is second. It's higher than yeah, Manny Ramirez. I, I brought up the War so, Seven yeah. when I was talking about Maurer. So he uh, so, no, who, so second I, to who? Chase Utley. Utley's second. Yeah. I'm saying. Oh, oh Maurer's first though. No, Maurer's way oh, down. Okay. Maurer's, no, no, no. Maurer's War Nine's terrible. It's only oh, thirty nine. Yeah, right, right. I'm reading wrong. Right. Chase Never Utley's forty nine. That surprises yeah. me. And I, then, I would have figured Utley had the longevity. And then Rodriguez is sixty four. But right, that doesn't count. We can't count it, Arod. 
But uh, good, good. I love the argument, and we'll know in January when this happens. Well, the argument would be that he he in his prime, he was one of the best players in the game because he had really good. Uh, I was I'm a seven year stretch where uh, where he had the super good war. So he for 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 a seven year stretch, he was one of the best players in baseball. Where it could be argued like Jimmy Rollins, maybe never was one of the best players in baseball, but he, he played for so long and all that. Jimmy Rollins did, yeah. Your joke. You know how it works, though, no. Jack. Well, I, I'm pulling up Jimmy Rollins' stats. He's so the, like, we have his right numbers here. Are I got right here. No, the, I, Not I, I want year-by-year year stats. But uh, let's look at this as we close out. You, uh, Justin's got uh, Beltre. I think we all agree on Adrian Beltre. You know, only problem is when he goes in, Manny, uh, Manny um, uh, David Ortiz is going to touch his head because he hates when that happens. So I, I think Beltre. I like. I can go with Maurer, and I think Utley. Those are the three newcomers who probably end up making it in. Uh, Helton and not first year though. No, right? no, no. Beltre will first year. Yes, Helton, Mauer, Helton. Excuse Helton and Andrew Jones, Gary Sheffield, Carlos Beltran are are borderline close to getting in this year. Uh, Andy Pettit maybe, and that kills me to say that, but he could get it on. Like you might as well just shoot me, Jay Trevlin. So Andrew Jones is a big um, argument amongst a lot of baseball play people. Yes, why? Um, because look, just look at his WAR in WAR seven. His WAR is sixty two point uh, seven, and his WAR seven is forty six point four. He had a eight year span in which he was fantastic, and he played a lot longer than eight years where he was not good. Yeah, and he um, got hurt. He got hurt. Yep, he got hurt. But he was and a he great. He was, was great the, at. He was the best center fielder of his generation. Yep, defensively, he, he, lost, he lost what he was great at after eight years. I mean, he hit four hundred thirty four home runs. And most of those happened in an eight-year span. All right, do you got anything on New Orleans before well, we go to the next? Jay no, Yeah, just real quick. So this is an argument used when talking about the Football Hall of Fame a lot. So, you know, for example, Terrell Davis. Like when you're the best at your position or a top-five player in the league for even four or five years, you're kind of like you're pretty not a lock, but you're you're heavy under heavy consideration to make the Hall of Fame. So, you know, you turn that back to baseball, a guy like Andrew Jones, top-five, top-ten player in the league. For eight years, you don't think that warrants like Hall of Fame consideration alone? I think amongst think it's more about a lot of work? baseball people, it does not. Yep. Um, because I think he, he held on too long amongst a lot of baseball people, really brought his stats down. Um, he, he was a terrible hitter towards the end. I mean, his, his OPS plus is in 111. Yeah, which is... Not really bad. OPS yeah. Plus is like my favorite stat. Oh, man. We're going to go nerdy, Chris. Um, well, I just think it makes things easier. You're, 100, yeah, right. you're, you're an right. average player. Anything over 100, you're you're a better than average player. But 111 for a career, 111 for a Hall of Famer. Yeah. Right. It's a tough look. So then I get the Chris, uh, I'll ask you this. And Jack, we get Rollins ready? Yeah. I, yeah. Does it matter? Well, it was a split ballot MVP. He had like the 10th best war in the National League. Utley's war was two better than him. It was one of those. He played every, he played 162 games and had like 800 at bats. Okay. So, so that, we'll give it to him because blah, 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 blah. I'm going to go out of the room. Albert Poole should have won it. Yes, I'm going to yeah, go out of the room. <laughs> stats. Oh, we have the nerd stats. We have this. We're talking scouting with Jay Trevor a little later. This nerd stats, and then and then the eye test. We'll call. How many homers and RBIs so, did he have? So, ah, it sounds like Tommy T. What do you got? It was more uh, than that. Are what? you looking at? Um, are you looking at stats, or are if you you're doing at, it right? It's got to be both. Both. Okay, Jack. It's got to be. What was the question? The question was, don't start yelling at me about Tommy T and, and Matt. I, was it eye test or I te- How do you? How would you? What would you take? Well, uh, in baseball, there's no such. There's really eye test isn't that big of a thing in baseball. It's like if you have the stats, you have the eye test. If you don't have the stats, you don't have the eye test. If you're hitting the ball, you're hitting the ball. Okay, what do so you let's, mean, uh, let me rephrase it. I in test baseball, being, uh, you, I you, test, in I, football and I, bat I, and stuff oh, like I, that, stop. you can oh, pass an oh, eye oh. test. In baseball, it's pretty. 
black and white. What you either about, hit it or you don't. What about Jacob. exit velocity? How's the ball pop? Who cares? If bat? I don't care I if you're, I don't. Yeah, thanks. Okay. Hold on, let's go. He, he let might me. make a sarcastic <laughs> remark. He didn't actually disagree with me. <laughs> Jay Trev ripping on Jack. I love that. <laughs> hey, uh, okay, let me change the... Change. It's true. Let me change no, it. It, it. If you let me don't change pass it. the eye okay, test, okay, you're not going to okay. have good stats. Let me change There's it. no one who has good stats. You don't hit 50 home runs and not pass the eye test. If you have 50 home runs, I saw you had 50 home runs. But if, let's say you had 50 home runs once, and you, you're Andrew Jones. I, I'm going to go with Chris. Andrew Jones has his career where he does great in, the, in that section. If you are the best player in baseball, one of the top five players in baseball over the course of five or eight years, should you be a Hall of Famer, yes or no? I think that's enough years, yes. Okay, yes yeah. or no? Yep. Jay Treff? Yeah, I'm a big time. He shouldn't, he shouldn't be um, hurt because he wanted to continue playing baseball. Sure, Correct. he wasn't at his best. He shouldn't be hurt because he wanted to continue. If you want to look somebody up, look up Yaz. Cause yeah, Yaz I was trying last, to think of a Yaz player. Yaz's, like last, Yaz's last three or four years after mm-hmm. 7090, he sort of really fell off. Couldn't hit the uh, breaking pitch anymore, yep. which is but like how who says who I says hit the even though his stats are terrible, who says he he made the team worse? Right, we got all these this Correct. bring it up for the second time. Who would have thought? I might bring it up for a third time later in, but um, this new NBA revolution with the, the NBA OGs, as they say, these old guys that waste a roster roster spot. Everyone wants to be you or everyone wants to be the Heat and Udonis Haslam, where they figured his roster spot was way more important, even though he never got into the game, yeah, to the it. team. Uh, so who who says? I enjoyed Blake Griffin last year. Yeah, that's what I was going to get. Right. Baker. All right. Uh, Switching. Uh, that's great. He, he had thing. a game. He had like four. Yeah, oh, we're yeah. going to the NBA. Yeah, we're going four to the NBA. Go. against the Sixers. Yeah, we're going the, to the NBA. They're still losers. How, they're going to Vegas. You're going to hey, – yeah, yeah. Okay, Jay Trev, first of all, since um, – I don't know if we asked you this last time. In-season tournament, what's your opinion? So at first I was very skeptical about it. Um you know, for in a young person's body, I'm kind of an old time attitude. Um, I was pretty wonder where you get that from. Yeah, I was pretty <laughs> stubborn about it. Um, I'm not really into the new. You know, if things to me, if things aren't broke, don't fix it. Um, but I've loved it so far. It's brought in a lot of excitement, and uh, you know, the NBA regular season needed something to. As much as I love basketball, the NBA regular season hasn't been my favorite in the past few years, and guys kind of needed a kick in the butt in terms of motivation and. This monetary factor for teams winning the pool, um, I think it just, it's just it's just been a big boon. Um, it's going to help ratings too, so I like it. Yep, I uh, I'll agree. Like it, Chris. Yeah, it's whatever. Jack, I like it. I, it's grown on me. The courts suck. Get rid of the oh, courts. Yeah, let's, let's go back to the normal courts. courts are horrible. But no, it's gonna. I, I will say, like, it, it's gonna be cool if the Celtics are in Vegas and playing for something like meaningful. Like I said, I want to win the double. Oh, we're getting some soccer reference. Hey, real on that. Let's go to. We're going to skip the Celtics Bucks, Celtics Bucks for now. You, we, we mentioned the 76ers, Heat, in Indiana, uh, Eastern Conference teams. The Sixers almost been eliminated from the in, in, in season tournament. Ty- Tyrese Maxey's effect is probably wearing off real much a lot. So, anybody, what do you think? Who, how beat. would you rank the teams in the East, Jay Trev? Uh, I think the Celtics and a Buck and Celtics and the Bucks are in a class of their own. Um, do you? I do. I think the Bucks need some time. Um, I think with Giannis and Lillard, I still think Lillard's a top ten player in the league. More on the back half, um, I, he, he's a guy you want <laughs> the ball in your hands at the end of the game. Um, Lillard's awesome. Like he doesn't have the efficiency numbers that you want, doesn't have the you know point of attack defense that you want, but he's one of the f- top five guys in the league I want with the ball at the end of the game. Um, Giannis, best player in the league. I'm finally admitting that it's taken me years to. Admit oh come that. on! How about oh, Jokic, best player in the league? You've got to be yeah, kidding! Yeah, me. Yeah. No, no, I think no. Jokic is way better than Giannis. Yeah, one, one A, one B. I mean, Giannis. I mean, I would take Jokic, but Giannis is right there. Okay, 
Um, the, my point is that I have two top ten players in my mind. They just need some time. New coach. So I think they're in a class of their own. The Sixers, I don't buy the Sixers. I mean, they're the same thing every year. I do think addition by subtraction, trading Harden, new coach in there, you know, Nick Nurse. I think slight upgrade on Doc. Um, slight. Chris throwing in the bombs on you the think, other side. You think more? So uh, I didn't disagree with Chris you with the Celtics the and Bucks being being there because obviously the Bucks are still there. Uh, but I also I think the Sixers are there. No, I do absolutely. Uh, Doc Rivers and no. James Harden. We'll see. Uh, addition by subtraction, they got uh, they got a top four player in the league. Um, correct. Embiid, who the flop rule was made for, but somehow doesn't doesn't apply to him. So, um, so you're a Sixers. You're the Sixers. Yeah, I train? think the Sixers are, okay. are great. And you're um, on the Bucks train because uh, of Lillard. How can you pick Lillard? You know, I wish we could call your dad because it's so much fun to call your dad right now. Well, he uh, agree with I just want to hear Lillard. What's he past thirty one, thirty two? So old man has to have the ball in his hands. He's playing with the, the one of the top two players in the world. Aren't you taking away from Giannis and his abilities by having him control the game at the end of the game, J. Treff? In a way, yes, but at the same time, I think Giannis is a guy who can dominate majority of the game, and then you're in a tight game, you need a bucket, you let Lillard do his thing. Um, you want a guy getting to the free throw line? You want Lillard or you want Giannis? You want Lillard. You know, like I agree with this. I think. Oh, wow, we got an agreement here. So Giannis, if, you know, it's kind of been, it's been a little rough in terms of they've kind of been deferring to one another. They're not really playing in the flow of the offense. Um, you don't want that going on throughout the whole game. I think you want more Giannis on the ball, Lillard off the ball. He's a good player off the ball too. So I think they kind of have to work it in more like that. But I think Lillard's real impact should be felt at the end of the game. And I don't think Lillard should be averaging 30 points a game like he did last year. He needs to take a step back. Jack? Yeah, so you're you're talking about what was your the end of the game, take the ball out of Giannis's hands. I'm going to go back two years ago when the Celtics – I broke my pen. When the Celtics played the Bucks in the playoffs – if you guys remember, game one, the Bucks blew the Celtics out at the Garden. Game two, the Celtics, I think, blew the Bucks out. Game three, uh, I think the Celtics played like garbage, turned the ball over. Game four, the Celtics, Al Horford went off and won. Now we get to the crunch time, the games that really went down to crunch time. Game five at the Garden. If you remember, who who won that game late for the Bucks? It wasn't Giannis. It was Drew Holiday. Yep. Game six, when the game was tight at the end, who went off and won the game for their team? It was Tatum. Wasn't Giannis, and then Game Seven he didn't show up. So I I think JJ was right. He's not the guy that's going to close for you. He really isn't. All right, I I can't disagree because you guys are more NBA experts than yeah, I am. I, mean, I think from a coaching perspective, it's it's right. it's also obvious, right? Like J. Trev said, Giannis can dominate a game for three and a half quarters, um, and as soon as you get to that that last three minutes where you get that block defense at the free throw line, and he's trying to run through four guys. Doesn't work all that well anymore. Chris Middleton was a killer. It was a Celtics killer, but he wasn't a, anyone else in the NBA killer. Uh, Drew Holiday, not the greatest offensive player in the world. Um, and now you got Lillard to. to but let me interject. Um, the question, the and we're going to go to the Celtics box in a second. So the question is this: How can a guy who's always, 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 always—that's five—had the ball in his hands all the time? It was. I think it was six. six. Okay. How does he change? And I and I think Trev, you're right. Jay Trev, right? It's going to take them time. I don't see it happening though. I do not see him seceding. Oh, is that the right word? What's the word? If you, you yield, yielding. superseding, no, whatever, you yield, yielding. yielding. 
You don't think that Giannis all that? I just think that's going to end up being a problem. And if he uh, go. so if oh, he, you want if Lillard doesn't do that, then my opinion on him as a player changed a little bit because I've always thought of him with winning intangibles. He really hasn't done that in Portland. Um, you can blame him all you want. He didn't really. I personally don't think he had the greatest teams. I think that GM tried to do something different every year, and all the solutions kind of they never really worked. But uh, the the way I think Lillard's wired as a player, I think he will be willing to take that back seat when he must to win. I think he's sick of, you know, I mean, he won Portland. They won 45, 50 games a year and made the playoffs, but Struggled real winning. He, I think he wants to right. win a championship. So, okay, Jack. Can I say one thing about the Sixers? And, and they're not legit because I will never trust Joel Embiid. Until no. I see it, I, Joel Embiid, he quits, He yeah. all this stuff. No way. There's no way Joel Embiid's Unbelievable player. game seven at the Garden winning that game. He'll scare me every single game we play him. Yeah, if he I gets mean, the ball in the low block, he's unstoppable. I we agree we got Big Al. Yeah, that's true. Big Al's intimidating him is the problem. Can I, it, Big Al. He's got something on him. It's right, weird. Can, can I, go can I ask one quick question? Yeah, go, go, Jeff. A few seconds ago, Chris mentioned end-of-game offense. And, you know, I've watched basketball my whole life. I've, I try to watch it at a deeper level so, at some points, and I can't figure it out for the life of me. We get to the end of these basketball games. Why does the game change? Is it officiating? Is it? I think it's defensive effort. So the ball, like the ball, moves during the game. Like you actually run offense, and then the final six minutes of the game, the ball sticks. You go iso ball, and I think the Celtics are. This has been their problem a lot of the time. Why does the game change so much at the end? Jack, I I think it's defensive effort. Defensive I honestly effort. think it's effort. Chris, timeouts. Okay. You don't you don't take your timeouts. You don't you don't get to run a play for somebody. Get a good open shot. I think the NBA has always been a superstar yeah, league, and and it's not a coach's league. It's a superstar league, and the superstars then want to have the ball in their hands in crunch time, and some of them gag and some of them don't. I mean, simple, but I think defensive effort always goes up. Jack's right the on that. The effort in the fourth quarter on always defense is up. a lot higher than it is in the first quarter, 100%. Yep. And then I'm sure I there's numbers I think with super, you're always like You talk about Lillard, you talk about Embiid. You want, Embiid should have the ball. And for some reason, the Sixers, you're right, Jay Trev, the Sixers do not – Get him the ball. No, now, is it that he doesn't want the ball, or they just have they're not running sets to get him the ball? Yeah, so. you, you get you get him the ball on the low block. I think he's unstoppable. One of one of two or things are going to happen, or one of three things are going to happen. He's going to get fouled. He's going to score, or there's going to be someone wide open for a three mm-hmm. when a double team's coming. Um, as long as he's he gets the ball in that spot, even the high post, you get him in the high post, and he's unbelievable at that little free throw line jumper. Um, I've never seen him miss one of those. It's it's insane. Uh, he's he's like the best free throw shooter in the league. He's not, but he is. Um, pound for pound. So you get <laughs> you get the ball to him anywhere inside the the three point yeah. Good. line. You're you're fine. All right, Jay Trev, you're the last word on it. Why? You asked the question. Now you have to answer it. Why has it changed? What? I think it's. I make him answer his own question. What are you laughing at me, Jack? <laughs> you just you like you go why? There was no question. What? No, uh, he uh, Jay Trev no. asked me a question. Jay Trev says. Why is it different? No, I think it's a combination of a lot of things. Oh, like that's, it, that's the timeouts, like Chris said. It's officiating. It's defensive intensity. Officiating is a good answer. We didn't say that. Officiating blows. It's also you, oh, you oh, have your best five versus their best five. Yeah, and then, you know, superstars, they end up wanting the ball, and that's not a bad thing. They want to win you games. But, no, I think a lot of them don't make the right play all the time. They just take the shot, and you live and die with the result. The the point on defensive, what I just thought, defensive effort is there's a lot. The reason it's like a lot more, it's a lot more half court offense, and there's a lot less transition because I think guys are hauling hauling their ass to get yep. back on defense no doubt. more so than in the first, third, and second 
first, second, and third quarter when there's it's all transition, transition, transition. Yep. So Jay Trevor answered that question even though he said why and probably confused the hell out of you, Jay Trevor. I'll, I'll, I'll lead with a better question. See, when I'm talking to Jack by ourselves, he almost can anticipate what the stupid question is going to be, and he uh, usually can try to answer it in a stupid way as well. Uh, because we're still waiting on Kevin Jack, I'm going to skip Premier League and the NFL starting. Let's go to Jay Trevor's job and scouting and coaching. We talked coaching with Chris last time um, when we had some really good conversations about that. So your role now is you want to be an NFL scout. Yes, and I do know that the, the coach at Arizona never played college football. Um, fish. Oh, fish. Jeff never fish. played college yeah. football. Yeah. So no, so no. So my question for you is, in your job, just quickly, what is what is the scout for college, and what is the scout for the NFL? What are you looking for? And Chris and Jack ask questions as we go on. Go. Um, so in college, um, the term that's more commonly used is recruiting. So you're dealing with high schoolers. Um, you know, it's kind of the same process that you would take in the NFL looking for college kids. Um, you're looking, you're watching film. Um, the film's not as advanced when you're watching high school film. It's usually just best highlights. So you can't really see the low points. You can't see full game highlights. Um, you know, you can just see their flashes, um, you know, some of their traits, like, you know, their best abilities. So you see a lot of their players and and you kind of have to, you know, project a little bit uh, when you're watching that film because, you know, you only have access to so much. Um, you're still looking for, you know, things like character. Um, that's when you get the kids to campus. You know, you get them to camps, you get them unofficial visits, official visits. Um, and you that's when you can have one-on-one -on -one conversations with these kids and, you know, really find out how they'd be as a teammate, how they'd fit in your program. Um, and then you contrast that, you know, more in the NFL looking for college students um that's why you have area scouts on the road usually nfl teams have about anywhere from four to six area scouts patrolling the country um divided by region and these guys are the guys who again you 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 get the feedback from on how these guys are um as people um how their character is how they practice you know how they watch film um so those area scouts are really important because you know, they're not the ones making the draft decisions, but they're the ones accumulating all the information and, um, you know, bringing it to the directors, bringing it to the GM. So I have a question for you. Yeah. Oh, okay. you I was just going to ask specifically about you, you like because you said you, the film and stuff you watch. I know at Temple they used to have camps all the time, and they get kids in at camps. Do you do a lot of, like, the recruiting and a lot of the evaluating at, like, camps and stuff like that? That's like, more – that the coaches kind of focus on – like, the coaches – Pretty much like the on the recruiting side of things, you're getting the kids there. Like you're sending out the invites. Mm -hmm. You're kind of like the advanced scout. But once you get the guys in there, the coaches decide, hey, do I like this kid? Do I yep. like how he moves in the drills? Is he understanding what I'm saying? Is he, you know, as a linebacker, is he dropping to the right spot? As a receiver, is he lining up? Is he lining up, you know, in the alley or is he outside the Like is he lining up where I should be lining up? Yeah, um, like a good example is at Temple, I know, uh, Hassan Reddick was a walk-on. I'm pretty sure he's from Camden. They found him. He, he was at one of their camps. I yeah. think Matt Rule hosted like yeah. camps and stuff, and they, he was at one of their camps. Matt Rule was like, "Get this guy on the team." And Same with Champ look Shanley. at him now. He's probably gonna be a Hall of Famer. Yeah. yeah. No. I mean, one of the kids who Harvard just signed. He's a linebacker from Georgia. Wasn't even on the recruiting radar. Came to one of the camps, and the defensive coordinator, who's also the linebackers coach, worked him out, and he loved him, and uh, offered him right after the camp. So. 
Chris, you had so, a question? Yeah, very here's helpful. my question. In-person evaluations are very helpful. Uh, you've been at Harvard for a year now. Uh, talk us through the differences between recruiting at Harvard than recruiting anywhere else in the country. Because you can you can go to Harvard officials and be like, hey, I got the next Caleb Williams. He wants to come here. And Harvard officials can be like, yeah, he's going to 2-5. He ain't coming here. It doesn't matter what how good a football player he is. Well, unless it's Tommy Amaker going to him and getting those players in. If Caleb Williams wanted to go to Harvard, they'd probably find a way. No, yeah, not Harvard. No, no. Harvard, I, Harvard's tough. Harvard's, so talk us the differences between that and anywhere else. In the yeah, country. I mean, you kind of just summed it up very well. Before you can even watch the kids' film, before you even care about how they are as a kid, you got to look at their grades. you got to look at their GPA, their transcript with classes lists. You know, Coach Murphy, who's been at Harvard for 30 years, he's had an AP class requirement. So if you don't take... More than two AP classes, you're you're usually off the radar. Well, I was off the radar. Yeah, we're all off the radar. So, oh, okay. You know, without this good transition, our forty yard times take us Kevin, off the radar. Kevin has arrived. Kevin O'Donnell's arrived from his business meeting. Kevin, welcome to the show. Great to be here. Just got news that I'm going to have to work throughout all of Thanksgiving weekend, but everything's okay. I would have been a grad transfer at Harvard, probably not a high school guy, because I think I I wasn't like that great in high school. What do you mean for grades? For or? grades, yeah. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. But, they, but wait, 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 wait. Have you, what, what about your athletic ability? Would you be playing football or baseball? Oh, none, none of the sports. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Would you be playing no. golf? Okay. So, <laughs> that, that's another. I didn't really make that clear. So you don't to get into Harvard playing football, you don't have to be the average Harvard Harvard student. Right. You have to be a good. You have to be a really good high school student. But you know, you can say if you have a three seven GPA and you take an AP class or two. Have mm-hmm. a decent SAT, like you'll be fine. Yeah, if Kevin but was running just... a four four and had some skill, his his oh, high school grades would yeah. get him into Harvard. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> Kevin might be able to drive a four four. I don't think run a four four. <laughs> yeah, hey, exactly. one quick question for me, Jay Trev, and then we'll go on to uh, bring the four all your four. Um, difference between tape and in person analysis as a scout. What what what? How do you see that? And what do you what do you, what's the difference to you? Yeah, so I think tape is best used in, you know, more of a body of work. So you're not just watching one game of tape. You're watching three or four games of tape um, against different opponents. Usually you're trying to watch, you know, opponents who do things differently, run different schemes or different quality of opponent to see how the player is against different kinds of competition. Um, there's a lot you can see on film, you know, traits, you know, really pop out, like athleticism, but also if you know you know, these area scouts, if they're watching film on these colleges who they're familiar with, they know the schemes, they know how those colleges are run, so they know what they're looking for in the film. Um, and then you compare that to in-person scouting. That's more so character evaluation. Um, you go to campuses, you, you see how they practice, you know, you see how they look inside, you know, with pads on and how they look without pads on. You can't really see that on the film. Um, coach. All 22 film, you're kind of far away from it. So th- there's some valuable things in person that you can't see on the film. Um, you can't see how a kid practices or how hard a kid works or how he you know, treats a support staff or an equipment guy or how he treats the trainer. Um, so those type of things are really important in person. And, you know, for example, there were about 20 scouts, NFL scouts, who came to Harvard's campus, and all they did is they talked to, you know, me, um, the director of ops, the director of strength and conditioning, uh, Ryan, Chris's buddy, the director of recruiting, a few of the coaches, you know, to see like how the kid is, you know, as a person. They didn't even ask about football ability. So that's more so what the in-person, um, you know, scouting evaluations about. Did he? Did his teammates go to his birthday party? Oh yeah. my god! Shout out draft. <laughs> is it Bo Callahan? Bo Callahan. I got, oh, I got one more um, okay. quick question. Yep. So here at WCTV, 
they record all the games and post the entirety of the game on YouTube. I'd assume most towns and most places have the ability to do that. Um, do you watch full games if you can? Not, no, not really. Okay. Because, you know, when you're watching, it's not like you're watching Michigan and you can, you know, you're looking for five, five to ten guys. You know, you're really only focused on one kid. So you'd rather see more. Also, the quality of film is not, it's not great. You'd rather just see, you know, a pared down amount of clips. Um, even in the highlight clips, like there's some, you can't even see the touchdown that the kid scores yep. because the camera's too slow to pan. Or um, <laughs> The high school film's not the greatest, but it's enough to get by and, you know, be able to tell what you like, what the coaches might like. Do you listen to the announcers in high school? You should, that's what I was going to ask you. No, no. You I, should. I miss out on that. You should listen to the announcers because they're awesome. You know, I, I have to say the WCTV guys are great. Uh, <laughs> that's your son. <laughs> oh, that's me. Shit. Yeah. What are you uh, laughing at me, Kev? Stop what? it. All right. Hey, uh, that's uh, awesome. Uh, I just the kid. Fuck. You guys are trying <laughs> you to. Okay, we're going. Let's go okay, to the NFL. Go, so, no, I, I, well, let's, I no we'll do that later. I, okay. I, so, so my point about the NFL this year is I think it sucked. Right? It has sucked. So I, I, there's somebody else who I don't normally agree with who also thinks it sucked. Let's hear it. I, I think there's a lot of mediocrity in today's NFL. Yeah. I don't see the excellence that I saw in the past. Why not? And ho- Why not? I think the coaching isn't as, as good as it was. I don't think the development of young players is as good as it was. The rules have allowed a lot of bad habits to get into the actual performance of the game. Mm-hmm. So I just think the product, in my opinion – is less than what it's been. I think I look at a lot of players like Ray Lewis and Rodney Harrison and Ronnie Lott and guys that impacted the game in, in a certain way. And every hit they would have made would have been a penalty. Mm. You hear coaches complaining about their own player being tackled and not necessarily, why don't they talk to their player about how to protect themselves? We used to work on the fundamentals of those things all the time. Now they're trying to be regulated all the time. Offensive players need to protect themselves. It's not up to the defensive player to protect the offensive player. A defensive player needs to protect himself. I didn't throw the ball to certain areas because I was afraid players were going to get knocked out. Mm-hmm. That's the reality. Wow. I didn't throw it to the middle when I played Ray Lewis because you knock him out of the game, and I couldn't afford to lose a good player. Yes, that's oh, Tom's God. take on, on the NFL right now. What do you guys think about that? Who wants to go first? Jay, uh, let's go Kevin. Uh, preach, Tom. Uh, for me, you know, I wasn't prepared to talk on this topic, but I do agree with Tom. Um you know, the NFL now, I, I haven't been able to put my finger on it, like his example of just not being able to throw in the middle of the field and protecting players. Like, I get that. But I think his point on coaching definitely makes sense. Um, I don't think the coaches are as good as they used to be. Um, I saw a tweet of, like, just people talking about, like, older quarterbacks from when we were, like, growing up, too. Like, I think the quarterback play back in our day was was a bit better. Uh, maybe I could be proven wrong on that. But, um, yeah, I agree. I You know, for me, like, this past year is a great example. Like, I've been watching college football religiously. I barely watch the NFL. So I just think it's more entertaining overall at the college level. I'll back that up. I don't think I've watched an NFL game in about three weeks. So Jack, I, I think care. that this is he's glorifying like what it used to be. It it was like this in the past too. There were crappy games every week in the past too. But it, it, there's always crappy football because there's always crappy quarterback play. That's my take. Jay Trev. Yeah, no, I think the quarterback play um, is a big reason why you see you know a handful of games every week that are just unwatchable. Um, you know, I personally think that there's more good football than meets the eye, um, and, you know, in terms of – I think if, you know, like, for example, the Texans, they're not really a team that everyone was looking forward to watching this year, but I've every single Houston Texans game I've watched this year has been a good game. Um, so, like, you know, 
I think the the power like the heavyweight games have been kind of underwhelming this year. Um, and obviously there's been a lot of crappy football, but I think if you look a little deeper, it's not as bad as you might think. I think it's just the same thing every year. Uh, about yeah. bad every year. Uh, no. About Tom, though. No. He's talking about all the rule changes and protecting players. Yeah. yeah. Didn't yeah. Bernard Pollard hitting Brady low the start The Tom all Brady rule bullshit. He's... A, a lot of these rules came because of him and Manning and protecting him and Manning. That's fine. we got to protect the best, though. That's, I was oh, my God. Here, okay. Okay. Then don't complain oh, no, no. Here we go. All right. My turn. I got all the youngins. First of all, this is what happens sure when no you're bias here. This no, there's no bias here at all. This is what happens when you're 45 years old. The pe- this is what you guys give me crap about all the time. Every single one of you. You're not we're going to do huh? You're not 45. Thomas, no. Thomas. No, but everybody, we're going to do a draft of something, and everybody's like, "Well, dude, Bill Walton really sucked because he fucking read around blah blah blah." All these people, recency bias, crap. Oh, I, so Tom is getting to be like me. He's, he's Tom old. Does, Tom is no, anti-recency bias. He's saying it sucks right now. No, no, recency bias for his. Because his all you old guys can't accept that his the old, game moves on and changes. Piece. No, the game oh, didn't change God, because of him, though. He's a big baby, Kevin. Don't get me going. Uh, but you know what? It's you always see it through the prism of how you played the game. So if you ask Terry Bradshaw, he would tell you, you know, I used to play and they would knock my goddamn head off. I have a concussion for two weeks, and now look at him. So Tom's gonna come. Tom's gonna, that's all I'm saying is this: it, whatever generation you are, the generation that you played in is always gonna be better. The rules are gonna be; they're not gonna be as soft. The softest came because of Tom Brady, because Tom Brady and Bill Belichick had enough. Gumption to bull, to bitch and bitch and bitch about this getting hit below the waist or getting hit in the head that things changed. It's it's he is the creator of that. But anybody, the guys I saw play, Joe Montana, Steve Young, you know, we go back to Bart Starr, Johnny Unitas would really go to. It's all and I recently bias from the person who's viewing it. So Brady always will say my era was better. Ray Lewis, there's nobody as good as Ray Lewis. Christ, you bring anybody from that Dallas Cowboy defense, gonna knock your head off, right? So, you know, he I understand what he's saying, but he's a crybaby, and that's all I'm going to say. Uh, can we just, you, with the microphone here, can we try putting it in the middle and you guys talking into it like uh, Bruce and Stevie? You know how they oh sing? <laughs> Wait, go. Try, that's a great reference. Try, oh try God, going in the side. Try me. going in the there side. Go. I think this works. Like you're kissing each other. Go. Does this work? Yes. Yes. All right. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty, it was in the 60 minutes when they're going up like making yeah. out with each other on the microphone. Classic. I need to go to Bruce next year. Um, I just have one question about that, Jimbo. I don't think uh, Bill and Tom are bitching about like Brady getting hurt, though, when he did. I don't remember that. Brady bitched every single minute eight, he could bitch. You were eight, Kevin. Oh, yeah. <laughs> eight, no, first of all, everybody fan. complains. That if your superstar gets hurt, everybody complains. That's fair. The rules have changed to protect the quarterback because of what you guys are saying. The level of play of the quarterback in the NFL right now is, is I think, atrocious after you get by the top six or eight players. And if you have 32 teams, if you have 10 good quarterbacks, JTRF, help me with the math here, but I think that means that you have, like, what is two, it? About two-thirds of the 24 league. players. 22 players are terrible. So that's all. That's what I'm saying. Kevin, I, I, he, he won his serve balls. He did great. He was smart enough not to throw it over the middle. And, and the, those guys are few and far between now. The intellectual, smart quarterbacks who are six foot four, Peyton Manning himself, uh, not Brett Favre, but other quarterbacks like that. Those are few and far between. College game has changed. It's changed the pro game. Jay Trev, I think what Brady said about coaching was one of the best points that I've heard in quite some time by anybody. I think it was an amazing point. Um, you know, I was listening to a podcast the other day and at the Athletic Football Show, and they were discussing um, Kenny Pickett and you know some of his shortfalls. And they were talking about, you know, somehow his footwork's off, you know, how his throwing mechanics are off. And they were talking about how he's going to have to wait till the off season to fix some of this stuff. 
isn't there a QB coach in town who can? Isn't there an offensive coordinator in town who can help him? Like I actually think, no. Didn't they just fire him? They they fired the <laughs> offensive coordinator, point. but the guy they promoted to offensive coordinator's been around for like thirty years. Can he like? What I, I think fundamentally, it's not like football is nowhere near as good as it once was. I think, you know, I think schemes are a little more advanced. Like I think offensive football, in the last few years, has been better than it ever was. Like the McVeighs, the Shanahan's, like those guys, McDaniel's, McDaniel, not McDaniel's. He's awful. <laughs> um, I think those guys are doing stuff that's never been seen before. But this year, I think what you guys are noticing is defenses are starting to catch up. And I don't think I think that's not a bad thing. You know, I'm I'm a defensive football guy. I'm a defensive side of the ball guy myself. So I like to see the defenses kind of fight back and adjust. So I think my point about the coaching was, um, it's just it's not inter- like you know the Dante Scarnecchias of the world, the Ivan Fears, the you know the position coaches of the past that really focused on fundamentals and playing ball the right way. I think a lot of things nowadays are centered around athleticism and you know, natural traits out of college, and there's not a lot of teaching going on. Kevin, you've been watching a lot of college. What's your take? Um, I don't know how college really translates to the NFL. Like, there's a ton of great quarterbacks in, in college this year, like Panix, for example. Like, who knows if he's going to be a good NFL quarterback, right? So um, that's something for, I think, Trev and the real experts. You know, I'm just a guy who puts money on some games but, sometimes. But you said you haven't watched a lot of pro games, correct? Correct. And is that because the Patriots suck, or is it because you just don't watch the pro game? I mean, I've been watching the Patriots. I mean, it's a disgrace to watch Mac Jones attempt to, like, you know, run his way through a pocket and throw a correct ball. Um, but, you know, it, I, I just think college is more entertaining. The fans, um, the whole atmosphere, um, it's just easier to follow along. And also it's on a Saturday, too. Um, easier to watch on Saturdays. So you, you don't work on Saturdays? You only work on Sunday through Friday? Yeah, unfortunately. I That's work good. on Sundays a decent amount. We Can did have one game last week, uh, which was a really good football game, the, the Chiefs-Eagles uh, game. Uh, Jack, we'll go you first. Fundamentals. Catch the football. That's all. Chris? I didn't watch a second of it because the NFL is terrible and I don't like football. So. All right. Wow. That's a game, though, that's like, I like I, I think the NFL sucks, but when it's AFC Conference Championship Week and NFC Conference Championship Week and then I get the Super Bowl, those are awesome. Unless the quarterback gets hurt and like a running back's playing quarterback. Those are awesome games. And this is where I'm at. There, there was a Chiefs-Bills AFC Championship game two years ago, yep. maybe, I'm whatever right. it was. Ridiculous game, right? I fell asleep in like the third quarter of that game. Like it doesn't. Well, yeah, that was like when, the best game of our lifetime. So yeah, yeah. you play, you play for, for five seconds, and then you you sit yeah, there good. and wait like, for forty five seconds. Everything people complain about baseball, they just do in football, but we don't complain about that's it. That's true. I don't, I don't know. I already I said that. Chris. It's just a bad sport. I agree with you, Chris. But I agree with Jack. I watch. I like watching because it's. Gives it waste my time. I get yelled at by the wife. My fancy team's also not doing you, great. So first off, really he care. does not get yelled at by his wife for watching football. You, you don't. That, I that got yelled at last weekend because I watched Temple for like six hours. That's Temple, not the NFL. Temp, that's a bit different. When you're watching Temple, it's like 20-point dogs and like mom wants to go on a walk. Yeah. That's the only football I watch. Shout out UMass. Shout All out right. Don Brown. Uh, they Kevin, asked, did you get to see that game Monday night? I, I did watch the game. I thought it was a good game. Um, but I that might be a Super Bowl preview or probably yeah. will be, right? I hope at it this is. Point, like, to your, like you just talked about the Bills. Like They're horrible. Um, Bengals, Joe Burrow's done. Um, who else is in the Ravens. NFC? Jaguars, Cowboys, Texans, Niners, and then the Browns. What's his name got her? I would have said the Browns could have given some people trouble in the playoffs with that defense, but yeah. Your Super Bowl pick. Desha- well, not yeah, anymore. Right. <laughs> Karma got Deshaun. Yeah. yeah. Well, amen. It's a good thing. Jay Trev, uh, top, uh, let's, uh, top teams. Who, who, how would you rank the top five teams in the NFL right now? Uh, 
in no particular order, I'd go Ravens, Eagles, Chiefs, Cowboys, and 49ers. Order it. I don't want no particular Whoa, order. Whoa, right. the challenge. Right. Lay down so, the gauntlet. So I'm going number one, 49ers. Really? Yes. Oh. I think 49ers are full strength. I think those three weeks they were missing Debo and they were missing Trent Williams. I think so. Why didn't Purdy take him take him the promised land? Come on, Purdy had a perfect rating last game. Do you know how hard that is to do? Yeah, but did he have all his all his weapons back? Yes. So what do you? But expect? is this a Purdy argument or a 49ers argument? 49ers. But you okay. take if you take one of those two players, we uh, McCaffrey or, or Samuel, Purdy is an average 199 pick quarterback. I, I will not, better than Debo. I will not. Team. I will not disagree with you there, Jimbo. I think Purdy is great at operating that offense and doing exactly what Shanahan wants him to do. Correct. Um, I agree with that. So, okay, yeah. you got Niners first. Yeah, Niners. That's a great skill position. I agree there. Go. Yep, Niners. I yep. got Kansas City too. Um, I think with that defense, um, I, this is the best defense Mahomes has ever had. Um, great offensive line. They they upgraded this off season. That was that was already a pretty good offensive line. Um, the receivers, I know it's easier said than done, and they lead the league in drops, but I want to assume they're going to start catching the football. Um, you know, an interesting thing on the Chiefs is everyone talks about how bad their receiving corps is, and it has been, but the last two years alone, since they got rid of Tyreek Hill, they signed Valdez Scantling to a $30 million contract. They drafted Sky Moore in the second round, drafted Rasheed Rice in the second round, and they traded a third-round pick for Kadarius Toney. So, like, it's not like they're not addressing the position. The guys they've just landed aren't doing their job. So I would like to think that talent will come together and catch the football. They should have just re-signed Juju. Yeah. or He's could, been good. They could have re-signed Tyreek Hill. I mean, the, like, they could have made the money work. The salary cap, you know, it's it's a real thing. I hate when people said it's say it's not, but you can get around it. Um, okay, so you've got the Chiefs. Chief, you've got the Niners, Chiefs, who's three? Eagles. Eight, four. Ravens. And five? Cowboys. Six. We need uh, six. Who cares about six? Yeah, I like Cowboys. I think Cowboys five. beating the Niners. You better be rooting for the Cowboys. You're not the president of the Dak fan club. Six, I'm probably. Oh, Lions. I am the president. I probably right, who are you rooting for, the Niners or the Cowboys, if they play each other in the playoffs? Cowboys. Okay. I hope they avoid them, though. They've lost to them three straight times and very. Yeah, I, yeah, like we said about, like we've always said about Dak, he's up and he's down, he's up and he's down. Final question on NFL. How do you Dow fix, Jones are. How, yeah, how do you fix the NFL, Kevin? What do you think? How do we fix it? How, oh, jeez, I have no idea. Get better players. Um, rewind it 10 years. Okay. Jay Trev, uh, how do you no fix idea. it? I, I'm good. I mean, I'm, I'm not, I really have no, no issues. Chris, how do you fix it? Follow MLB and and change the clock rules. I, it's impossible in football because it's a, it's a tough Not impossible, but it, I agree. It, it's not, but it's just, there's too much waiting around time. But it's it's a tough, it's a tougher physical sport to play than baseball. It's tougher to Excellent. to move that clock up when it takes you got longer to play a football game than guys. baseball. Game. Yeah, it's it it's a ridiculous thing where they they play for five seconds and then they they wait there and call the play for forty five seconds and it just makes me want to fall Jack? asleep. I got nothing. You can't. What are you gonna do? You change the whole sport? No, I'm fine. And with the, the clockwise, I was at that Arizona game, Arizona UCLA. Every time somebody got hurt, it's two minutes and forty five seconds between. So you're sitting in the stands and. Another play happens. Another guy gets hurt. Another two four. It like took an hour to play like a half a quarter. Well, and I agree with on that. What you're the guy who every time you're watching a soccer game, why do they never stop the clock in every single soccer game? Two hours. I reason I why they never stop the clock, Jack. Why? Because it's horse shit. You know it goes. I thought we couldn't swear on here. I can because okay, I'm the yeah. boss. No, it's crap. It's not. Listen, 
You, all of a sudden, you get to the 45th minute, the 90th minute. Oh, let's add another 12 minutes to this. Just stop the damn clock. With a, if they, That'll stop these guys from flopping then on the you, ground. You're arguing for three-hour games then. No, I don't give a crap. As long as that you know who the time is. Oh, oh, you know what? I think that, oh, let's say... He was he laid on the ground Dad, they, for fifteen minutes. Let's give him six minutes. If they did time. the if they exactly stopped the clock, those games would take three hours because like I, I saw what the balls they played for like sixty minutes of the game. They take what an hour and so a half. The, two so hours? the stoppage time should be forty minutes. We can't talk about this. We have to get moving. I know, but we, Kevin, we, what do you think? They're doing a much better job of it. Like the World Cup, they did a good job of it, adding time back. If you want to play exactly ninety minutes, the game will take over three hours. So it's just never going to happen. Um, but they're doing a better job now. The real issue is that players are playing way too much, playing in all these international games, Jackson playing in way too many cup competition, league games, and they're all getting injured. Some guy from Barcelona, a young guy, Gavi, he got injured. It tore his ACL in a meaningless game. The real issue is players need to stop playing as much. International soccer is more important than club soccer. Correct? Jay Trevor writes for France football. Yeah, obviously. If you want proof, if you want proof. The Chelsea woman's coach just went over to the international side, correct? We talked about that in the last pod. Yes, yes that's correct. Jack Jack did a good uh, five, ten minutes on that. Uh, I, know, I, know, I know, I know. Jack, you I'm, should I'm so stunned from that take from him. I got <laughs> it, had, I got it know, from Jack. Yeah. Had to. Hey, Kevin, you should have seen last night Jack trying to explain to Kelly um, why all this time was, was or wasn't going off. She was frustrated you last night, wasn't Mom? We were watching Brazil, Argentina. No, she was asking why they were playing. She goes, why is Messi playing? I was like, because it's Argentina. But didn't he just win the World Cup? It's like, well, now they have World Cup qualifiers. Like, Isn't it in three years? It's like, yeah, it's kind of stupid, but it's what it is. <laughs> it's a tough game to That's understand. Awesome. The, yes. whole, the whole ecosystem. Very yeah. All right. right. We got to get college football. So Kevin's our college football guy here. Uh, Kevin, how'd your, how'd your week go last week? You had the one game, right? Yeah, I, I, only, I only picked one game. Um I should have made it my game of the year because it's the like, but I, I didn't. I didn't. We'll wait. Uh, we'll wait. Yeah. So I did Washington against Oregon. It was originally minus one to Washington, then it moved all the way to minus two and a half for Oregon State. Washington ended up winning. It was a dogfight. Um, bad weather. My guy Penix didn't play that well, um, but I'll give him the weather excuse on it. Um, but Washington lives to fight another day. Um, they bumped ahead of FSU in the college football rankings, which is uh, rightfully so, given the strength of schedule, um, the difference between those two. The strength of schedule is like one's number one and one's number two. How is that a big difference in strength of schedule? There's no way FSU has the second best schedule in college They do. Football. They do. Go. What, what we, where, where do where'd you who, read that? I'll who find have, that who have they played besides LSU week one? Clemson. Clemson isn't a terrible win, by the way. That's I, right. It's Clemson's not. Not Clemson. Win. Notre Dame lost there. It's um, by one lock, they lost. Are you looking it up, Chris? All right, I like it. Go. Oh, Kevin, sorry. I'm just you, that Kevin. has to be a made-up stat. There's no way it, like Alabama or an SEC team. Or, I've never or, made up or, a stat in my life. <laughs> like Penn State's played a pretty tough schedule. They played Ohio State and Michigan. And they suck. Yeah, they do. I but they've also got two losses. Florida State's got zero. And okay. I guess the only other thing that happened last week to note of is actually Florida State losing their quarterback, uh, Travis, for the year because that has a huge impact on the rest of the season. Hopefully they lose at this point so they don't get in the playoff, but maybe it's like a Cardell Jones situation um, where their backup quarterback you know, balls out for the last two games and maybe they make a surprise run. But I can't see that happening. Um, but we'll see. This weekend, obviously, it's just... Michigan, Ohio State's the big one. For everyone for everyone here, so it's rivalry week, um, give me one rivalry game where you think there could be a big upset. Jay Trev? Florida over Florida State. Oh, man. You that? That's a killer. Yeah. Is that a rivalry I'm game, not, though? What yeah. about uh, Miami? Oh, we no, need no, the no, third no, team. No, hey, come on. <laughs> you guys gave me, hold on, Jay Trev. You know what's funny? I got to defend myself. Kevin, were you on the show that day? 
the rivalry. Yeah, when you gave me shit for picking the three te- oh. three headed rivalry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, that's, that's, that so, so, so they have two rivals. They have Miami and they have Florida, and those are rivals. Go. Kevin. I like that pick. Uh, are you a big Florida? Florida. Okay. I have Washington State plus sixteen and a half against Washington. I'm picking that, but I do think that, that could be an that's upset. Just a line. No, but I'm saying that's the oh. line. But I'm I think Washington State could win that. I'll give mine. I think Where's Kentucky is it in Pullman. It is over Tennessee. Oh, that's Louisville. a great question, J. Trev. I think Kentucky could beat Louisville. I like Louisville. Yeah, that's in Pullman. I like Kentucky's quarterback, um, as Kevin liked Kentucky's quarterback. When we were rooting against Kevin at the, uh, oh, in one of the games God, there. Heartbreaker. <laughs> heartbreaker. Which I also have it? Texas Tech against Texas as, as an upset. He don't like Texas either. Oh. Uh, sorry, sorry, Trev, for your uh, national title. Washington was 13th. FSU is 19th, so neither of those two were even <laughs> 13th and 19th, um, do you hear that? What, what, what are you looking at? Sorry, sorry. Uh, <laughs> my upset of the rivalry week is UMass over UConn, so, because that's all I, I care That's about. the rivalry. That's I hope yeah, that happens. Awesome. The cumball. My, my upset would not be Memphis and, T- and Temple, because it's not really a rival, but uh, I, I'm going to go, I'm going to go, char- I think that Georgia, um, Georgia, Georgia kicks Georgia Tech's ass. I think Auburn gives Alabama more than they can handle. Alabama might still win. I know you're shaking your head, Kevin, over there. And then I'm going Ohio State, even though I probably favored over Michigan. All right, starting with you, we'll go. We'll go. Me? That's clockwise. We'll go. You playoffs. Four teams now. Quick. Four Just teams now. Them. Go. Uh, Georgia, Texas, Oregon, Florida State. That doesn't even make sense. Uh, you, that, that is okay. That's the single dumbest thing that has ever been said in this studio. You don't think a Big it. Ten team is going to make the playoffs? Oh, I forgot the. I forgot Ohio you can't State. Forget. I forgot Ohio State. Take um, Ohio State in and put. Um, who did I put Texas out? Okay. Okay. Uh, you're up, Jay Trevor. Uh, yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> you want four? <laughs> no, playoffs? I was just yeah, yeah, yeah. I was talking. Chris, show me something that's okay. not related. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, <laughs> go. So, Michigan's going to beat Ohio State. They're in. Oregon's going to beat Washington. I think a one-loss Pac-12 champs in. Been the best conference this year. I think Bama beats Georgia, so I think Bama's in. They're the SEC champ. Okay. So now with that fourth spot, I think Texas is going to win the Big 12. I think they're going to win out. So then you're down to Texas, and you're down to one-loss Georgia, who didn't win the SEC. And I also think Florida State is going to lose to Florida this week, or they have a good shot of. So what's your four? Michigan, Oregon. Bama, Texas, or who do you think Texas or one loss Georgia? Who are they going to pick? Well, Georgia's Texas. one loss is against Alabama. Bam, uh, Texas Te- did beat Bama. Texas. Then Texas. I you think, think they Texas? Georgia out because the SEC hasn't been the normal SEC. That's fair. I, I, I do like that. I'm going to do Georgia. I think they went out, beat Bama. I have thought this whole week that Ohio State's going to win. Yesterday I woke up with real clarity that Michigan's going to win. So I have Michigan 2, Oregon 3. And I do think FSU is going to lose to either Florida or Louisville, so I'm going to go Texas at four because they win out. Although Georgia, Oregon, um, Ohio State to be different. And so are we saying, like, Michigan can't get in if they lose to Ohio State? Is that, like, what's happening? Yeah. No, no, you can pick them. I'm going to pick Michigan. Yeah, I I agree with that. I'm thinking Texas is going to lose. Bama's going to lose. Yeah, it's and like then, everybody loses. And then that just becomes Michigan versus um, Washington, Washington, right? That's good. We all have different top fours because I'm going to go with Georgia, Ohio State. May I, no, no, Georgia, Ohio State. Who am I missing here? Florida State and Oregon. 
Those are going to be my four. Because I think Florida State will win these next two games. Nobody thinks they're going to. I think they will. I think Oregon wins out. I think Georgia beats Alabama. And then who's my last team? Ohio State. You I think, just picked the exact same St- teams I did. You made fun of me. I didn't. But yeah. Yes, you did. No, you picked you picked Texas, Ar- didn't you? No, I took no, Florida you, State. No, you, you took you I took made Alabama. A and, I made a mistake and, and forgot. No, I didn't take Alabama. I, Georgia. We'll re-listen to this. I did not pick Florida the same teams State. as you. That'd be real funny if you did. No, I didn't. <laughs> I, 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 I hope this happens. <laughs> All right. There's so I, I, real quick on that. If Georgia loses to Alabama, they're in no matter what. You think? Is you that think Ingram so? texting him? Yeah, he's trying to call me too. Dennis, I'm on a goddamn podcast. I got him. Okay, thank you. All right, uh, good. We'll look at. We'll right. look back on it. I, know, I, I, would, in that scenario, you think you think two SEC teams make it? Yes. Oh wow. Yeah. You just I, told- no, no. In the scenario that Alabama beats Georgia, I think Georgia oh, and yeah, Alabama yeah. go. Yeah. In the in the instance that something weird happens and Ohio State beats Michigan, there's an opportunity for Michigan to go as long as Georgia wins and Oregon beats Washington. Only way for two Big Ten teams to get in. So you think Georgia makes it over a one-loss Big 12 champ, Texas? Yes. Okay. Yes, it's because okay. Alabama won it, but Georgia would. Yes, I agree with that. Jack, what do we got next? That that's what I got. So I really we we should spend a lot of time. We have, we have 45 more minutes. Um, I know you guys probably want to talk about college basketball a little bit, but let's just make sure we can have as much fun as possible and get this whole draft in. So let's just start that now. And what then about if Jay we Trev's have time left after, oh god, I forgot about Jay Trev's mock draft. draft. We need, we need oh the mock yo, draft. the mock. Oh right, my god, Jay Trev, our our scout Jay Trev with his mock draft. All right. Mock draft. Right Jay Trev, who, who wants to read it? Anyone? Most anticipated. Subject. Okay, Kevin doesn't know, so I'll read it. So with the first pick. In the draft, the Chicago Bears select from the University of North Carolina, Drake May. Oh, with the second upset pick, city. Upset with the second city. pick in the draft, the, are, you, you don't do this by team, though. You just had the teams listed. This isn't. So you have Drake May one. It's kind of a combination. Yeah. I, I kind of pick okay. and choose. If, if the Cardinals go from one head case quarterback to another, that's going to be With the second pick, the Cardinals take Caleb Williams. So, Trev, you think Drake May is better? You would take Drake. If you were an NFL GM and you had the first pick, you would take Drake May and not Caleb Williams. I would not. I just think. You, you, I think guys, I do think evaluators right. think that. I just think he has his talent is and so. And I kind of wanted to stir the pot. So I question for you, Christian, real job. quick on that second. Yeah, he stirred it my pot big time. Um, why the hell would the Bears go from Fields to May? Well, I'm just curious. I'm I, not, I, 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 I think I got number one. Why? I'm not convinced they would. I'm. I, I think there's an argument to be made. You could keep Fields and build around him. Okay, let me ask the second question on that. Where did? Oh, what was the kid they picked? Tribbiani, whatever his name Trubisky. was. Trubisky. Where did he go to college? <laughs> he went to the same school as Drake May. Oh, let's go that. Let's make. Let's f up one more time because we're the Chicago Bears. I'm sorry. No, they I, can't. I, no, they, they have a way. good. They have a huh? good history of quarterbacks. Oh, bullshit! They cannot just because one no. quarterback. They could have taken no, you cannot. C- CJ. You cannot. That's malpractice. It's like it's like the Bulls. Oh, in the '70s, we took this guy from North Carolina, Michael Jordan. Can't do that. No. But um, it's like three years ago. It's not Jack. great juju, but you can't think like that. All right, that. so who's Schuster. number three? Three, we have Marvin Harrison totally Jr. Agree. Uh, four, we have Brock Bowers. Best player in the draft. Marvin I think Harrison. Brock Bowers overrated there. Fourth best. He is the fourth best player. You in the think draft. so? Oh yeah. Okay. It's just he's a tight end, so it's, it's tough, tough to take a tight end that high. The, the positional value. Do tough. you think the Patriots would take a tight end? No. You do you think they'd take him? Uh, no. You know. Okay. No, but world? I, I think Belichick. I think he would be a Belichick favorite. I just don't. But, but who would they? What would? You, what do you think the Patriots would take? Probably an offensive tackle. Yeah, that's what I think. So I with the next pick, the fifth pick, the Bears take Olu Fashanu from Penn State. Uh, I Stunned. watched, was it the game against Ohio, Ohio State. State? He was maybe the worst tackle I've ever seen play a football game. So Good body that's work. interesting. Yeah, um, he, he, he sees him once. He doesn't like him. Yeah. Good body It was work. a big game. I oh, mean, yeah, what about next? Uh, Green Bay Packers, Joe Alts, Notre Dame offensive tackle, Tennessee yeah. Titans, Rome Adunze. 
Did I pronounce that right? Yep. Washington receiver. I got a question on that one. Who's the who is the better college receiver, um, Aduze or Harrison? Harrison. Why? You watched him? Yeah, I watched them both. I, I don't have much to Jesus, say. That's a bad question. That's like Har- Harrison. If he came out last year, he would have been the first. Who, receiver. Here's the real question: Who's the, question. the best out of these three? Can I ask a question? No. I just asked a goddamn question. It was a terrible question. Here's the terrible. Because I'm going to ask him a good question. The number oh, two, oh, the number two oh, receiver. No, oh, here no, comes, here comes even a, better. Here comes a, hold on, stop it. I three say, receivers. I want to say something to Kevin. Kevin, yeah. Here comes a great question. Be ready. J. Trev is going to say J, when I ask this question. J. Trev is going to take a deep breath and be like, "That's a good question. Let me think about this." These three guys are all coming into the draft. They're all coming into the draft together. Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, Marvin Harrison Jr. Who do you take? That's not a bad question, but I'm taking. Not a bad question. It's a rigged question. So, can you please? Stop? These jokes aren't landing. Chase was a very good prospect, like easily a top five prospect in the draft. But Marv's, you don't, I hate the term generational because that gets used too much. There's only how many, if you're generational, you're generational, and not a lot of people are generational. I think Marv is, like, he was the best receiver in the nation as a true sophomore. Boo. Um, but didn't Chase go second overall freshman, with uh, after freshman, sitting out a year? Yes. Yes. Chase, Marv, JJ. Okay, so the question. And I don't I, watch that's, actually, that's just actually, that's just simply it's, a, my, it's a relevant question. It's a good question. That, then the question is, why is he not the? The Bears have two picks in the top five, right? Am I correct? Yeah. Two picks in the top five. Why is he not number one? They can't get a quarterback in the four, five, six range. If I'm the Bears, I might trade the number one pick again. Like, yeah, and, I agree. You know, say a team wants Maybe. to ensure they like Caleb, whichever one they have number one, Caleb or Drake, and say the number two pick, a quarterback, someone's going to take a quarterback there. I think someone co- could come up to one. I think the Bears, would be, if they come out with Marv and one of those tackles, I think that would be their best bet. I okay, I, I, I'm I mean, just curious. Take, I, I think, would take Harrison so, over one. Why not, right? I think you got to take Williams because last uh, year yeah, if the Bears yeah. traded the pick, but if they did their scouting right, they'd have Stroud on their team right now, franchise quarterback. So yeah. you got to eventually take the chance with that guy. You, you have to. You have to reset the clock, probably. But isn't the reason they traded the pick they weren't comfortable with whoever they were going to take first for the quarterback? I agree, but I think that's they were wrong. But I think there was a guy. It, there. It's good process, though. That's how you have to approach it. You can't just take a guy because you need one. You have to, you know, if you don't like a guy, you can't just take him right. to take him. Good process. Uh, Rome, then Lalatu Latu from UCLA. UCLA. Cooper DeJean from Iowa, cornerback. They have a good defense. Dallas Turner from Alabama, edge rusher. And then it gets down. I'll have Kevin. Well, that's the top ten. A pick you had fifteenth. You had the Raiders taking JJ McCarthy. Yeah, I knew. I knew. I was waiting for this one. <laughs> oh, we got a reaction from Kevin on that. What does Kevin have to say? Well, I wanted Trev to do like a top five or ten QBs because I'm so confused. There's Daniels. There's Panix. There's so many out there. So you have McCarthy as your QB three. McCarthy is my QB four. So who's your QB three? Jaden Daniels. Oh, okay. I just this no Bo Nix. Well, Bo Nix is, is, Bo Nix is my QB. So He's your QB for it, Bo Nix, right? this, So I kind of approach this in terms of, you know, what the NFL teams might think. But my my own little twist on it, I think Bo Nix is the fifth. I would put him five in that group. I'd put McCarthy four, and I'd put Daniels three. What have you seen from McCarthy that makes you like him accurate? No. I mean, he like he's not—he does good. Throws the ball a lot? Good measurable. <laughs> I mean, a lot of he hands him, the ball off really well. Yeah, he, yeah. Does, he does do that. Man, good game manager. Um, <laughs> he has great athleticism, good okay. intangibles. Um, you just you can tell he gets it in his interviews. Um, he's seen a lot of big game football. He, 
I'm not saying he's going to come in right away and play some good NFL football. He's got a little ways to go. But I think with his athleticism and dual threat ability, he could become a guy. So, Jay Treff, he's Brock Purdy 2.0? No, 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 no. no. Better? Uh, different type of player. Okay, okay. He's good. got talent. Brock Purdy probably had, like, smarts. He, if you're going in the first round, Brock Purdy's never going in the first round. He has first-round talents, right. which Jay Trev's saying. Yeah. And then 21st, you had Jared Verse from Florida State. Albany. I feel like he was like everyone has him in their top 10. Yeah, he hasn't had the best year. Um, I don't think he's going to test as well as some of those other edge guys. Um, I mean, I could see him going. I like Verse. He's a good overall, you know, well-rounded prospect. He's good against the run, good against the pass. But he's not, he's not as explosive as Dallas Turner, Latu. So. Can I one more question, Jay Trev? Uh, second or third round quarterback you can get that you see as the Russell Wilson, a Lamar Jackson late pick that would be make some sense. I'd probably I'd probably say Penix, although that's a little bit of a gamble. I think you know he's he has that gunslinger mentality. He's got a live arm. Um, the decision making part of his game isn't where it needs to be, but I think if you get him in your system, you let him watch from the sideline for two years. Um, I think he can be a player. It's just he's not he's not a top 60 guy to me because he's got too much and then, to work on. And do you think Jaden Daniels goes first round or second round? I think he's a second rounder. I think he's a second rounder too. That's why I didn't have him in there. Yeah. Um, but I, I do think he's the he's, – he's my number three right now because of how much he's improved with his arm. Okay. Jack, you're on. Maserati and uh, Jaden Daniels for the Patriots. Who do you want the Patriots taking first round, Kevin? First round, I want Marv. You do? Yeah. All right. That, yeah. Yeah, that's who I want. That's who a lot of us want. Uh, let's get. Let's draft. We we got we got forty minutes left. Let's draft. 40. Everyone. So how we're going to determine the order? I have a I have a random oh, number pick. Wait. We got to say what the draft is. The draft is best college basketball players since Blake Griffin left college. <laughs> so it's basically the best players since the start of twenty ten. But we we are excluding players because I got yelled at up in the room today. Yeah. So um, one through. So my life I have I have a random at. number generator. Pick a number. Five. Actually, you know what? You'll be one. You'll be two. You'll be three. You'll be four. I want five. five. Fine. I'll be one. No, no. I thought random number. You're going to pick a number. Five. You just made this so difficult, Jim. I know. Just because I like. (laughs) You see what I have to work with? One, two, three, four, five. Five. Uh, Okay. Yeah. Yeah, Okay. Go. You wanted five. five. Generate with the first pick is Kevin O'Donnell. Thank God. With the second pick is me. With the third pick is. Chris, with the fourth pick is Jay Trev, and Jimbo goes last, but we're snaking, so you get the double wrap. I know you. So, what I Kevin for, Jack. Before everyone picks, can everyone just like. Are you fifth? Or be fifth? honest. Everyone probably has a guy who they knew they were going to take first. I want to hear who Kevin takes first, and then I want all of us to say who we take first, and then we'll draft. I, I thought this was extremely easy. It was yeah. Anthony Davis. That's who I had. Agreed. That's who I had. Dad? I was going to take Jalen Brunson first. I, that's a good that's pick not bad. Too. Okay. All right, so J- Kevin has. Don't take Jalen Brunson now. You're gonna screw me, all you guys. Kevin has picked. Fuck, I should have said Anthony that. Davis, but I do. I mean, Brunson was a, was a good call. <laughs> Jack's gonna pick Brunson. I I agree. That's who I would have taken second. Um, so wait, should have been at Temple and never should have been on this list. But I might I might his dad cheat in the, the in the very first first pick. I don't know if this Jeez. guy counts. Uh, I'm gonna go Kemba Walker. He counts. I, I, we counted him. I love, <laughs> love a slam from J. Trev. That love, awesome. love, that's why I was going to take the camera four. right on the whole. That's not cheating because I know. Jack, Chris are you is... writing down who's picking who? I wasn't, but I'll, you have I'll to. write down my. Pick. Yeah, no, write them all down. I have mine crossed. I, I, I don't have. A, you're the only one. I have pen. Yeah, Chris. My pen don't work too. I know what Chris is saying because he started. His career started before yeah. Blake's ended, but 
you know, his 2011 okay. year. Or something. What it was was you had to play more than half of your college career after Blake left. I got you. Go. All right. Uh, who's pick? J. Trev? It's J. Trev, yeah. yeah. This is, it gets a little bit tricky here. Yeah. Now it's about matter of what you like. Right, so I have a guard. This goes against everything that I've stood for and preached, you know, multiple times, but I'm going to take Zion. Damn it. I hate you, J. Trev. This I is exactly it. my list so far. Two picks for you here. I got two. All right. I'm going to take. We're just talking about their college career, right? What? Uh, yeah. No, not how they played after. How they? I'm gonna go with Draymond number one for me. Nice. And I'm gonna go with Buddy Hield number two. Nice, Buddy. Good pick, Buddy. And Chris, you're writing these down. Those might have been reaches. I'm just writing the. How uh, are those reaches? Jesus, those, I can't live with you. I'm just writing the. Whose um, pick is it, Kev? I'm going. It's no, mine. I'm going strict. I'm going strict college. I'm not really factoring NBA. I'm not either. Um, no, it's, there's no NBA okay. involved. No, like, like I'm saying, like how I'll they perform in the Tatum. NBA. Like, yeah, no, of course. Oh, no. where you're going. No, I'm, I'm going to go Jimmer. Yep. 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 That's, I had I him. Knew, I, I knew he'd go Jimmer. <laughs> Jimmer's the white. Isn't he white? Yeah. Okay. He's white and Mormon. Oh, geez. And he hits like 50-foot bombs. Yeah. Who's next? Chris? That's a great pick. Sorry, Chris. Make it. Am I? Sorry. I think you're next, Chris. Um, no, you have to Take write. your time. We, got, we Take your time. We have time here. Okay. We're just going quick. Okay. Let me just write. Yeah, we you can explain your picks. Uh, yeah. so Jimmer, Jimmer, I remember that one year. He was just oh, yeah. insane. He's pulling up from everywhere. He had a layup package. 2011. Oh, it was awesome to watch. Yeah. You'd what? go outside and you would, you'd fire up shots, Jimmer. Oh, awesome. Hey, you know what's funny, Jay Trev? Jack would go outside and fire up shots and inevitably they'd just miss. Yeah. <laughs> we, we know, I love how you, like, you can insult my bat. Like, oh, no, I take that. I take offense to that. I made a joke earlier in the podcast. I couldn't I make a layup. I know. <laughs> All right, Chris's All right, turn. I am ready. Um, I am going to take Frank Kaminsky. Oh, great pick. Good pick. Can you spell Kaminsky? All right, so I you, you have anything double to picks, say, right? National championship game, right? Kaminsky. Yep. Yes. yes. He yeah. beat the undefeated Kentucky Wildcats. So I, what I point we need to stress: we are not talking about NBA. We Correct. are not talking about NBA. Jack's going to take this guy Oka right for. here. Was so goddamn good, and he got it. Jalil Okafor. Oh, yeah. National I champ. He was good a pick. beast in the post in college. Oh. He would score, like, every time he got the ball in the post. Animal. Horrible yeah. NBA player. But, uh, yeah. Uh, okay, you got another pick, Jack. Oh, right. No, Kevin. This, this Kevin has now? a double now. Oh, we don't stake? Oh, yeah, Kevin Kevin's first. Kevin I got you. Go, Kev. So I got Doug McDermott. Yep. Oh, Good one. I was going to take him. And yep, then I have Frank Mason from wow. Kansas. Good one. Okay, do you even know what he did? I watched Frank Mason back in the You day. remember Frank Mason? He's yeah. not that old. That's Did he transfer arm. from Xavier? Uh, no. Are any Xavier players on here? So I got a big... Uh, uh, for no, my sixth man, I... No Temple I, players. Oh, Kevin's gone. Uh, Kevin, no. you get to go again, too. I oh, oh, you already did yours. Yeah, yeah, I didn't. You you started like you were going. Chris, you're all set. Can I think yep. for a second here? Um, no, please please think, because it'll, it'll make us have to Do we go double bigs and play real good double... You know what? Who... <sighs> Nah, that's a reach. Um, Go for it. I would do it. The, every, everything here, now at this point, it's kind of like yep. you could say you're reaching. It's not like these yep. clear, great, top-tier players. But I think if I paired this guy next to Okafor, who might not have been a great defender, and he can hit the outside shot, um, lost to the Frank Kaminsky team, I'm going Carl Anthony Towns. Wow. Yep. I like that. I just think he, he fits with Okafor pretty good. I had him very high on my board, as much as I don't like him now. Yeah, he's great. I mean, he had a great fresh... He's one and done and went one overall. This is where I struggle. 38 and 0. Everybody's going to struggle here. Yeah, well, more so, do yeah, I were... want to take a, a player who I believe is the best player available, or do I want to take a player that, that fits my team a little better? Um, I want to know who you have as best player available. So I think I'm going to take the best player available, because I don't... 
I don't really care that much. I'm going to go Trey Young. Um, and it, again, it makes me it. so happy that, that Trev's yeah. banging his ass. That, That's exactly what I was going to take there. So, uh, I mean, my backcourt's not going to play any defense, Kemba and Trey Young, but I don't care. I'm going to do the ex- – well, actually, this guy led the league, led the uh, nation in steals one year. It's my turn, right? Hold yep. on, yeah. Jay Trev, um, you're up. I'm going to go Russ Smith, Louisville. Nice. Uh, Love it. Great pick. Uh, he was off those teams with him, Peyton Siva. Yep. Those are awesome. He was two-time Ken Palm uh, Player of the Year. I did see that in my research yeah, earlier. Good research, Kevin. Good shout-out, Kevin. <laughs> Everyone got the same stat that they researched. He's two-time the Ken, Ken Palm Player of the Year. All right, double wraparound pick here. Oh, shoot. Um, I'm going to go outside the box and take Cade Cunningham, best player of the decade. Good. Wow. And um, I'm going to go small once again because I'm going to go small, and I'm going to go with the guy that kicked our ass in the tournament one year, Victor Oladipo. Nice. That's nice. a great one. Nice. I don't think he kicked our ass. We just kicked our own well, ass. Well, Buckets didn't play well. Good pick, Oladipo. All right. Uh, who's up? Uh, Jay Trev, you're back. I am back. I don't I don't even know if I had Cade Cunningham on my list. I because did. Jack I did. had it to 2023, right? Yeah. Oh, no. Like I would have taken Ben Simmons over him. Well, I ben was kind of— Simmons? He was a shit. I was kind of torn on those one-and-dones. Hold one on, and hold on, hold on. Stop, he stop. was not. Ben Simmons. No, he was not. He was a— He was a, He was the next LeBron James. He yeah, was not— He was not LeBron James. At LSU, though. That's, yeah. that's, our, oh, that's I, what I, we're talking about. No, but no, no. But Cade was better at Oklahoma State than he was at LSU. I agree. I don't know about that. I think. Of course you don't know about that. You're going against your father. You meanie. All right. I'm no, a, no soup for you. No soup for you. Awesome. <laughs> um, by the way, I got Jack on a bad Seinfeld reference. He didn't understand one of my references. Which one was it? Why did you give it to me? Oh, what, what was it, Jack? Now I, now I just... just well, uh, I don't, we'll I don't get back at to it after. This, I'm out. We'll get... No, it wasn't that. Okay. <laughs> uh, we'll get back to that after because now I'm mad. <laughs> now I'm the one that looks like a fool. I need a wing player. Um, I know I don't... There's not many Nova fans in here, but I'm going to take Josh Hart. Yeah. Not many Nova. That might be the understatement of the decade. I'm a Nova fan. I want that none. I am not a Nova fan. Who did you take? Josh Hart? Josh Hart. Josh Hart. Yeah. Which means I'm up. Um, I'm between two Michigan State players right now. Um, two? Two. I was going to take this. I know one of them. Hart. I don't know the other one. Um, Are you sure you didn't play for Michigan? Hmm, yeah, no, I'm sure. Obi Toppin? I'm going to take... Obi Toppin's a thought now. Uh, but I'm going to take... February 14th? Denzel Valentine. There yeah. it is. Yep, yeah, there I agree. Is. That's who I was going to take over Hart. This is insane. Who's the Me other Michigan player? I'll t- maybe Michigan I'll take State? Them, yeah, so. I don't know. I don't, I don't know the other Michigan State I don't have another Michigan State player. All right, guys. I have two. It's my pick here. National Player of the Year kind of goes under the radar. Hit one of my favorite shots in the history of the tournament against Kansas, Trey Burke. Made me fall yeah. in love with Michigan. I think he, he fits well with Brunson in the backcourt. That's a great fourth-round pick. Very hot. Great yep. fourth-round pick. That shot was—I had Michigan in the Final Four that year. I'm pretty sure that was a Sweet 16 game. He hit that shot from, like, 40 feet. I went nuts. I couldn't take Kemba, Trey, and Trey Burke, so— All right, this is me now. Who's this? Are you yeah. Double for double, Kevin, double yeah. Kevin. So, this will be four and five? This will be four and five. I have, These are the last two that we get a six-man? We're doing six-man. So I have two National Player of the Years here. I have Luca Garza, and yep. I have Zach Eady. Ooh. Uh, ooh. That's a, that's a lot of paint touches yeah, right that's there. That's a lot of size. Oh. My yeah. bigs are going to cream your yeah. bigs, Kevin. Got, cream your bigs. I got AD, too. I'm going. I'm going. Oh, jeez, he has AD. <laughs> oh, my Who's Lord, coming off the dude. bench? You can't play all three of them. We're, we're going guards. 
Yo, oh you have Lord. You can't play all three of them at the same time, though, I, right? I, I oh, don't worry. Let's wait I till the end and we'll hear who's Yeah, done. yeah, we will. We'll, oh, yeah. I forgot to draft a center. It's me again, correct? Uh, yeah, I think yes. so. So I need to ra- round out my starting lineup. Um, who do I have? Uh, you have Buddy Heald, Draymond Green, Cade Cunningham, and Victor Oladipo. There's a couple guys that, I'm, I'm, I, uh, since I took my guards already, there's a couple guys that Chris can really uh, chur up that defense in the backcourt with. But I'm going to go with Obi Topin here. He'll play as my three. Um, he he had bounce in college. They I thought they were going to win the national championship the COVID year. So they were one seed. Shout out Cam Walsh. Were they undefeated? I don't know if he remembers. Uh, no, no, they weren't. But they were uh, they weren't undefeated. They were going to be a one Diego seed. State? One seed. I think that was the same year as San Diego State, right? It could have been. I don't know. It was, it was the year the tournament San got co- canceled. I just don't yeah, know yeah. if they were undefeated. It, it was COVID year. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I like Obi. It's like five years ago, it feels like. I know. Chris's turn. Yeah, it is. Um, <laughs> I'm going to take from Michigan State Tom Izzo. Are we drafting coaches? No. We can draft coaches. Is the Michigan State guy a point guard? No. No. Uh, one of them is, yes. Um, I, yeah. But I think uh, I know who you're talking about. I am going to take Lonzo Ball. Yeah. Mm. I'm going to go pick. three guards, but he's pick. big, so he's okay. That Lonzo De'Aaron Fox matchup in the tournament was Fun. one of the best games I've seen. Wow. Good. Big ballers. And okay. My, I don't know who's trying to. Jay Draft. My turn. Yeah. Um, Zion at the four, Jimmer, Ross in the backcourt, Hart at the so I need a five. Uh you don't need a five. You don't you can play without a five. Do I want I think I'm gonna go I'm gonna go Thomas Robinson, Kansas. I love that pick. Uh, he's your five? Yeah, he he's a he was a four in college, but I think Okay, well it's he like, dominated that one year. But, you know, he he tra- did. Tra- I'll take four. did he get drafted like fourth? <laughs> yeah, Jim, he went two. he went fourth, Brewster Academy. Yeah, okay. I'm gonna I gotta get a big and I got one big left. It's my favorite player of all time. Jared Solinger, center Ohio State, had a great year that nice. one year. I'll take him. Nice. And he then used one... to chat with him on kick. Jared used to chat with him. You remember that? Yeah. Jay, I, do you remember oh, that? Yeah. We yeah. had his. Kid, we used to talk to Jared Solinger when he was. And then college. I'm gonna go. I, I get one more pick. Do I get you one did. more pick? I'm gonna go with Jack's both. favorite player of all time. J. Trev's right. It was Deshaun Thomas. Sorry, it wasn't Jared Solinger. No way we were talking about Jared Solinger. Josh Brown. Yeah. Josh Brown. Remember him? Yeah. I'm gonna go. With Jack's all-time favorite player, always was the discussion with our friend Damian Lillard, who we could have taken two in this draft, right? Um, yeah. Yeah, Lillard? I guess. No, Lillard no, no not been. really. I don't no, know how on my list. list. I'm going with John Wall as my sixth man. Help me bring the ball if I have to. I could always play him as the, as the starting point. Um, I'm really small. I'm going to play uh, a 2-3 matchup zone uh, to uh, keep you from getting inside. Let's take coaches. Make your, make your bigger guy go. So I got Wall. Yeah, we'll do coaches last round. And that's why you, you can fit your coach to your team. Yeah, John Cheney. Oh. He didn't coach him though. He's dead teams. though. Who, what did I pick? You so get one more player. There's a coach. No, you have a player. Okay. We have yeah, one more good. player pick, and then we'll go around to coaches. Uh, so six man here. I'm down. I was thinking George's Niang, but has Shabazz been taken? No, Shabazz, Shabazz is not I'm, going. I'm gonna take Shabazz. Of course, you take George's Niang. He's, he's yeah. your boy. Niang was awesome. Shabazz Napier. Shabazz Napier. Very He's a Roxbury, right? Yep. Yeah. Local product. I'm up. Um, yes, Chris. I have three point guards, so I don't want to take another one, but I really want to between Carson Edwards, Cassius Winston, uh, or shout out my West Virginia pressing guy, Javon Carter. Love that man. But I'm going to take uh, Adrian Payne. He was my wow. other Michigan State guy. He's Did he pass away? Potentially, yes. He was probably in a lot of pain. Yeah, I Thanks, Jim. Not a good joke. He actually no, passed I, I away. I think he did. 
I think so. Yeah. If we're thinking of the right guy. Yeah. Uh, he Jack, you're up. Yeah. Um, so this is embarrassing that you didn't take him, Dad, but uh, he's my favorite college player. Probably my favorite, one of my favorite athletes ever. It might, Fred Van Vliet? I love the way my team's going. I love the way it's looking. This could hurt me with the public, but if you know, you know. This dude got buckets, Khalif Wyatt. Just, I mean, in the tournament, he played a tournament where he scored 32 points in back-to-back games. He almost single-handedly, with zero help from his team, beat number one seed Indiana with uh, Cody Zeller and Victor Oladipo. Player yeah, of the pick. year, nobody could score the basketball like him. Nobody, honestly. Not a bad pick. Old yet. school player. He, and he really liked it's my sixth man. He liked the women of the night in Atlantic City, too. Yeah. I think do what you got to do. Twenty first birthday. I love Khalif. I can't come. Ja- I do have to admit he was bigger. Jack fan. Jack's bigger fan than, than John Wall was Khalif. He loved Khalif. Khalif's on the bench now. I get. I get a score. Okay, who's up? Uh, I think I'm the last. Kevin is. Right? Yeah. Um. So, Luca Garza is going to go to my bench as a six man. I'm Why? going because I have too many bigs. I'm picking Malcolm Brogdon. Love it. First and second team uh, All American back to back years. Uh, ACC Player of the Year. And national champion. Wasn't that great on the Celtics. Well, he was, but I didn't like him. Coach. Sean Miller. That was the dumbest pick ever. You had the easiest pick. <laughs> you had pre, the pre e- easy oh, What was the easiest Brogdon pick? Coach K. Brogdon won national Oh, Jack's going Coach K. Coach K won two national championships in this decade. What are we talking about? I didn't realize uh, that. Then I'm going to take crap out of people. I'm going to take Jay Wright. That's an, that's an obvious Jay Wright won two national championships. That's a good pick, too, yeah. Obvious pick. I'm taking John Calpower. Trev's up. I'm going to take uh, Controversial. I'm gonna take Rick Pitino. I need, I need to get my guys aligned win. defensively. You got okay. Russ, right? You did win. Oh, I do have Russ Smith too. Yeah. yeah. Who do you have? I'm um, next. Yeah. I'm last. I'm taking Mark Few. Okay. A guy um, I wanted to take just to be like outrageous, but Ke- I was gonna take him because I thought Kevin would take Coach K. I was gonna take Fred Hoiberg. <laughs> I thought he was a really good coach, and then another one would be Billy Donovan. I can't believe Coach K didn't Donovan. get Donovan. When did Donovan leave Florida though? Um, they got a one seed though with him. Like they won two in this in the, decade. Yeah, the but that, that was the wrong decade. decade. Yeah. All right, Chris, you want to read off the teams? Oh, here we go. Yeah. Here we go. Uh, hey, hold on. Time Actually, uh, let me say. Can I just say my honorable mentions? What? Yeah, oh, I, got I had this guy. Oh, he didn't get picked. Yep. I would have picked him, but I took Brunson. I had this. He's the most underrated player ever, and again, it's a personal favorite. Final four most outstanding player, Tyus Jones. I mean, yeah, I he was outrageous in that tournament. He was outrageous that year. Very underrated. I also had Fred Van Vliet. Yep. Um, great for Wichita State. I had, um, this is, was a, a pandering pick. I had Antoine Davis of Detroit, who played five, he played five years, but he's second to Pistol Pete in scoring. By four I, points. Only four points. Only four, but he did play but, five years. Five years with year. a three-point shot. He played five yes. years, averaging like five 24 a game. He still didn't shot. beat Pistol Pete. With that shows how good shot. Pistol five Pete is. Five years with a three-point shot. Drew Timmy, I had. Yep. I had him. Game, I was going to pick Grant him. Williams. Yep. Yeah. TJ Warren. Didn't have him. Brewster Academy. Kyle Nine. Wiltshire. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. The Co- Morris Cody tweet. Zeller. Had him on my list. How about K- the- Caleb Swanigan, also. Yeah. Yeah. Right, rest yeah. in peace. Yeah. Robbie Hummel. How about the Robbie Morris Hummel. twins? That, Robbie Hummel's a good They were one. way before. Jakob Pertl. They weren't, were they? Who? Jakob Pertl. Hunter Dickinson. The, the way Hunter Dickinson played against Kentucky in that game I watched. He played like God. And then that? I have Oscar Schwebe. What about Jabari? Schwebe I had. I, I thought about Jabari. He was really good. He was really good in college. He was, but they really didn't win anything. I'm a, like the way Okafor did. How about this name? Kenneth Fareed. I wow. 
Wow. I thought about the picking him. Wow. I thought he, about picking him. Wow. I don't know. Did he have two moms? Him. Where'd he go to school? I think he had More two moms. More head state, yeah. I didn't even think about so, him. Kevin, uh, Chris, look up. Did he have two moms? I have, I'm not going to look. I think Kevin Freed had, <laughs> uh, I I, Kevin Freed had two moms. I wanted Scotty Barnes, too, just just on defense alone. But um, All right, uh, so the teams. Jalen Wait, Suggs. wait, wait. I get to pick one, right? No, you're done, dude. Kevin has honorable mentions. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, honorable mentions. Kevin, who is I have Armando Baycott. He's still playing, I saw. Yeah, he is. I like Who? Clee Anthony Early. Another oh, good. That's Wichita State, right? Um, Perry right. Ellis. Played and, for a trillion years. And uh, Tyler Zeller, who I think had two years of eligibility post Where'd he play? UNC. Okay. Tyler Zeller. Cody uh, was better, right? Uh, mine, I, I'm gonna, we, we, we missed a lot of the current guys. And Trayvon Blewett. Shout out to Okay. And I have uh, Jabari Smith, Pablo Banchero, who had a great yeah. year at Duke, and Braden, Brandon Miller, who had a great year shooting. Yep. He shot really well, especially into a car. Um, he. Shout he out Chaz Williams too. I almost picked Chaz Williams. Yeah. Shout out UMass. Wow. Very good player. He didn't even make. Uh, well, what's well, his name? St. Paul. Uh, Andrew Nicholson. Good shout. Oh. Andrew Nicholson, the Bonnie. Two. Two wow. Holloway. Kevin missed that. Wow. Oh. What, an, what an oversight. How about anybody that was in that fight? All right. So Kevin's team. Go, Chris. Um, <laughs> starting at the one, I'd imagine will be Malcolm Brogdon. Starting at the two, Frank Mason. Unless you wanted to switch that. It doesn't matter. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Doug McDermott at the three. A lot of athleticism there. Not. <laughs> Um, Buckets though. I think Doug McDermott's a great pick. Don't be. Yeah, I forget who my three is. I was gonna pick. I, I was gonna pick Doug McDermott if he oh. didn't. So uh, Anthony Davis at the four, and Zach Eady at the five. That is a lot of paint touches. Who's coming off the bench? Uh, with Luke Garza coming off the bench. It's gonna be tough to score down low on them though. Jack's team: uh, Jalen Brunson at the one, Trey Burke at the two. Maybe maybe He's small. No, Brunson's my point guard. You're small. Brunson's running that. Toppin at the at the three. Okafor at the four, Cat at the five, or switch it? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's a good yeah. line. Okafor's more of a five, and, and Cat can stretch the floor a little bit more. Positionless. Um, I will go... Who's his five? Uh, Okafor, Okafor and Anthony Kat. Towns. Oh, Towns, yeah. Uh, Kemba, like Kemba at my it's one. Awful. Uh Trey at my two. Lonzo at my three. Doesn't matter. They can all handle wow. the ball. Um, Denzel Valentine at my four, and then Frank Kaminsky with his seven foot one body at the five. Small all ball right. right there. Small ball. Chris versus Kevin's team. I want to see it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll take my team all day long. Of course Imagine you will. Imagine Doug McDermott uh, trying to of, of cover course, Lonzo Ball. Of, of course you'll take your team. You just drafted it. You better take your team. Imagine Doug McDermott trying to cover Lonzo Ball. Oh, my Lord. And Denzel Valentine I'll stand was a by my guys. I'll just zone him up. I'd be worried about Anthony Davis just because he's the obvious best player we'll in this draft. Up. Yeah, I'll have, um, I'll have Jim on the coaching staff. We'll zone me up with Trey and Kemba and Kaminsky? What? Yeah. Oh, okay. Why not? Okay. Uh, I love how you're bragging about your team. You get the of reason. Of course I am. Trev uh, with, at the one, I don't know, uh, Jimmer, Russ Smith, or Josh Hart? Russ. Russ, yeah. That makes sense. Russ Smith at the one, Jimmer at the two, Josh Hart at the three, Zion at the four, Tom Robb at the five with Napier off the bench. Um, Who's the four, Zion? Four. That's a, that's a well-rounded team. Well-rounded. Who's the that, five? That might be the best team. Whoa. Who's Whoa. the five? Tom Robb. Come on, Kevin. Don't make me blush. Tom Rob. Okay, I man. love Tom Rob. Don't make J. Trev blush. I stole like four of his picks. All right. Uh, anyway, and Jim's this at, is the, the, best at the one, Cade Cunningham, two, Buddy Heald, three, Oladipo, four, Draymond, five, Sullinger with John Wall off the bench. Yeah. Coach I got the best coach, so I'm going to Who's win. your coach? Jay Wright. Yeah, Coach Gay is a terrible coach. It, anytime you have Coach Gay, you're at a Jay, disadvantage. Jay Wright's the best coach of those five. Jim's guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no oh, doubt gosh. about it. Why don't you take uh, Frank Martin? All right, so Fire. we'll we'll leave that out to the podcast friends. Um, who Frank are, Martin beat Zion Williams. I will tell you something. Whoever actually is listening to us an hour and thirty minutes into this podcast, God bless you all. 
Uh, if you, it, we'll, we'll play this. I'm actually going to. What? I have something. I just want to make sure I get my lock of the weekend. Oh, oh we'll do that. Oh, we got to do locks. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We got two more things to do. Locks are coming up. Uh, oh, just okay. if you're listening. Right. Um, you were making it seem like we were wrapping I, up. I was, I was getting nervous. No, no chime in. Because nobody's listening anymore. It's just, Jesus. Can I listen to these nobody was guys? listening at the start. That's true. All right. So we got our lock. Uh, <laughs> well, actually, somebody might be. We, we probably have like a pretty good retention rate of viewers. Because if you're watching at the start, you're going all the way. That's true. All right. Uh, thanks, Chris, for doing the secretarial work there. Yep. Jack, we're going to do lock of the week. Uh, yeah. Um, Kevin, what's your what's your what are you, what's your record? Uh, in locks. Yeah. Five and one, I think, at this point. Um, I have a Black Friday special. I have Missouri <laughs> minus seven and a half against Arkansas. I got to get these lines because I have it at minus nine on my thing. So I, I First can you of look all, up a line for me if I give you one? Yeah. What's your question, Kevin? Can you pick those two states out on a map? Yeah, you can. Yeah, you sure? Missouri yes. and Arkansas. Yes, I'm very, you, I'm very positive. Certain. Yeah. Okay. No, I, I'm, I'm more certain as I think. Of I it. don't think I could. Okay. That makes you feel better, Jim. <laughs> have, have you guys ever done the blank map test? Yes. Oh, yeah. We remember we did that in sixth, gra- eighth grade, first day of school. I was one of me and Ben Maynard, only two to get fifty out of fifty. You know who still I, teaches? Yeah, not Jack. a chance I would have that. No. Devakery is still a teacher. This was Miss Jackson. Yeah, I was talking about Mr. Devakery in my class. They were asking me who I had for fourth and fifth grade. Devocry. I had Devakery for one period a day. All right, Chris, what do you got? Uh, I retired on college football big time. Well, lock um, of the week could be anything. I, I don't have for a week. Right now I got um, I got some games going. Uh, I'm currently I, – I just want this on record because this is all that matters. I'm currently 26-1-10 in college basketball. Good. Right I have to bet with you. Yeah, I'm balling out. I got eight bets running right now, so we'll see. I got the under 130 for Villanova, Texas Tech. That's looking not great. Uh, I got the under 140 for Tennessee, Kansas. That's looking decent. Um, I've got JMU plus three, or minus three. I got Duquesne plus seven, Loyola Chicago plus 19, Purdue minus three and a half, and under 141, SMU, Wisconsin, and Gonzaga minus half. Good. We'll see what happens. That's That's a mouthful. Yeah, it is. My lock of the week here is I need Kevin to give me the line. Do you have the line for the Clemson South Carolina game? Oh, it's like seven and a half. So I'll take Clemson minus seven and a half. Cle- I've been riding Clemson ever since Kevin put me in that little box with his lock of the week. And I'm two and two in locks. I think both of my wins have been Clemson. So we'll go with Clemson again. Clemson minus seven and a half at South Carolina. Could be a tough game, but they've been playing good football. It is seven and a half. Good. My lock I'd of rather the week. be seven, but my whatever. lock of the week is against the, the my least favorite team that ever existed and coach that ever existed. I'm going to go with Ohio State, but I don't give a crap what the line You're is. You're getting three points. I'll take the three, lock of the week, Ohio State. I hope that Jim Harbaugh just gets fired and goes to the Chicago Bears and gets fired from there, and then he has to just like wallow in his Christian bullshit that he, he preaches. That's what I got. Another swear. That wasn't a swear. You're not supposed to talk about religion, politics. <laughs> you get an FCC No, not for that word. If if you said that on on the radio airwaves, if you said the S word, yes, you would. You Jim, can't say that listen, word. Listen, Jimbo's retired. Like it, does, it doesn't. I'm gonna get fired. Look, I'm gonna I, get fired. I'm complaining because he gets mad at me when I say uh, when I swear. In this the program. only real word. We, uh, listen, first of all, the, the only Don't real word it. we should say is the F word. Well, there's more than that, but well, the seven words you can't say on television. You can't say George Carlin. All right. Uh, uh, since I got you guys all here, um, this is for me to finish the show. I just want to. Everybody's going on a trip. We've all gone together, like on four trips: football trip, basketball trip. We went to Notre Dame, down to Philly. Uh, I just want to go around the room and start with you, Jay, Trevor. Just one memorable moment of one of the trips uh, uh, that we took. And, and it doesn't have to be funny. It's just going to be something to remember that we did, and, and, and we'll go with that. So you go first, Jay, Trevor. 
Yeah, I, I think I'm gonna stick. I'm gonna stick with the funny. I think I'm gonna two stories in one here, both involving sandwiches. So, <laughs> one of the, this is ridiculous. This so, is a ridiculous. No, not a chance that this just tra- is. You, so, look, you can trash on him as much as you want. Some I, of the dumb the, things he's done absolutely. on these trips. So, uh, you know, That's we. my next one. You know, we're on the way. We're on the way, and uh, stop over in Connecticut at a sub at a uh, subway. subway sub sub shop, and uh, we're in line. And the the nice subway worker asked Chris, Chris's turn to order a sub. Asked Chris, would you like a six inch or a twelve inch sub? And Chris said, yes. And I don't, all you listening might think like, oh, like that's not like the big. Like, what's so funny about Which that? Which you'd be correct. It, it was. You no, would it was be hilarious. Correct, but was we hilarious. were all standing there, and we all could not stop laughing. It was the talk. It made the ride from Connecticut there make like it would seem so short because that's all we were talking about. It was awesome. And then uh, <laughs> Wawa, my beloved Wawa, the only time I've ever been is on these boil trips. I love it there. Um, great chicken salad sandwich, right, Jim? Yes, sir. And uh, Kevin Kevin ordered a turkey club, and he he held. He didn't get everything that a club entails. <laughs> so, it was a tur- so it was a turkey and cheese on bread. That was it. Yeah. <laughs> So, and they, they were very confused about how to make They were like, is this what you actually want? Yeah, and I, I, I had to go in and tell them, just give them a turkey sandwich. Unbelievable. In my defense on that one, there was no option for a turkey sandwich, so I had to go to Turkey Club at that point in time there to was get an, the turkey Kevin, sandwich. there's always an option Absolutely for a turkey sandwich. Absolutely an option. All, all right, that right. I just wasn't smart enough all to right, find it. That's okay. It so, was a fun trip, though. I have two. I have, we walked past the Trump Tower in Chicago, and J. Trev we're walking by it goes was that named the obama tower before <laughs> yeah um, th- we should specify this was when trump was the president you just so he ruined thought. that story absolutely ruined How it by not, not by not giving background information and just, just saying what that. did i miss bad all right yeah, here i'll, I'll tell the story so okay, we get into chicago if you've ever been to what chicago bad the, you, you see that you see the don't trump you see the trump tower it's right along the water there it's 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 a big building and and we got there this is it would have been 2017, so Trump was the president, and it was right after Obama was the president. So J.Trev looks at the tower and says Trump Tower on it. And J.Trev, not knowing that like Trump owns businesses, he thought like that was like a government building that they put the president's name on. So he literally dead serious. He wasn't making a joke. He goes, was that called an Obama Tower before? Did that used to be called Obama Tower? It's like, it's the Biden Tower now. <laughs> Much better version of the story. Thank you, Jack. Hey, Kevin, don't listen to them. It was, it's a great memory. I, did, I didn't feel the need to provide any context. But um, the other story, it's not even a story. I just really loved going to Notre Dame, that game, going to the campus. Uh, I remember telling my parents after going after going there, I was like, this is legitimately heaven on earth. Loved it there. Um, so on a serious note, that was that was a great trip that we did. Yep, I agree. Okay, Chris, you're up. Yeah, I'll, I'll go sentimental, too. Uh, going to the Palestra was unreal. Um, great. I'm sure there's a billion funny stories, and I can't think of one off the top of my head right now. Well, we um, did take uh, Tommy T to the Palestra once. We did take Tommy That's T to the Palestra. Um, <laughs> the streamers. So, yeah, the Palestra was was awesome. Awesome place to watch a college basketball game. Oh, hurts the butt. Aren't you going to tell the uh, Pats and Gino story? I don't, know. Well, I don't know. We've told on this podcast uh, before when okay. Kevin got a hot dog at Pats and Gina's. Oh, oh yeah, that sounds right. <laughs> oh, I forgot That's about that one. <laughs> Which My is like, favorite, yeah, the most another food store with Chris is uh, it, we go to the farmer's market and Chris buys this huge bag of candy. Hell yeah. I think, really? I, go, I, went I through think you still have some it. left. I think Rob came up in his attic, which we were saying, he's like, it smells like farts in here. <laughs> <laughs> 
But uh, my favorite memory, and it, it sadly it didn't include Kevin. He should have been. I wish he was on this trip. But it was the first trip we took. We had Tommy T with us. We went to my grandparents' old house. We literally just played thousands of games of ping pong, and we played that yeah. little FIFA mobile game. Yeah, yeah. Do you remember yeah, that yeah, FIFA yeah. mobile game? You oh, get the things. It was it was so all the way through the car ride, the whole trip. We played a ton of pickup basketball. We went to the Palestra the first time. Yep. Uh, that was just a great trip. A great trip. Okay, and then uh, for me. If you guys remember, we were. It was after Thanksgiving, and we used to do this uh, pool at the Thanksgiving. Everybody picked the winners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, my good, my 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 nephew Danny, God bless his soul, uh, didn't really know much about football, uh, but he was picking all sorts of teams, and he was in competitions. We're driving home. There was, I think, a Notre Dame game left, and. Whoever got that game right would win, and we decided to call Danny on the way it home. Was me, I was, it was me, Chris, right? me, me versus Danny. And, yeah. Danny, and we called, and, and somebody says something like, Jack, I think, goes, he's probably watching High School Musical. And uh, to know Danny would you know, understand. And we, Danny is yeah. not a heterosexual man. Not that there's anything wrong with that. <laughs> <laughs> Jay Trevor well the reference. So Danny, is, Danny, we call him, and he's actually listening to, um, Jack starts singing one of the songs, and he's actually watching the movie. And I just remember the interaction with him, uh, he, hoping he would win. I think he ended up winning then, did he, Chris? We didn't, we I don't remember if I won or he You guys' stories one. are, they, so we, we were, were in the car driving home at night from Philadelphia, and, the and there's this big group chat with everyone in it, and he's just everyone's firing him this stuff and it's like we're all in this together like all yeah. this all this high school musical stuff and he's firing back and blah 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 and he knows nothing about football i nothing. don't remember if i won that one or not yeah i don't know but the other i think danny fire, did win though. I was the other the, the other oh. story is a food story and i'm sure that you sh- you guys all remember it. so we go to uh chicago we get on the place kelly my wife kelly and i and the four kids and we're staying at the hyatt and the hyatt's a beautiful place right on the river it's probably 30 stories tall and we get to the Hyatt, and I go into the room. I say, listen, guys, the one thing you don't do is you do not take food or drink out of the food or drink thing. I go back to Kelly, and I say, to her, I say, okay, they look like they're okay. They're settling in. I said, let me go over and check them. I go over and check them, and who's got his hands on a candy bar? J-Trev. I said, J-Trev's going to eat a Snickers bar and m M&M. and I said, what the hell are you doing? Well, they were here. I thought I could eat them. I said, Jesus, J. Trev, I told you five minutes ago not to eat them. That's my life right not, there. Not, my not listening moment. to directions. Yeah. That's my that's my choice of career that I decided to make. So that's uh, that's that's one of my favorite stories. Do you remember J. Trev on the subway in Chicago riding from the airport with the Beats on? What did Robbie call J. Trev? Timmy. Uh, oh yeah, we have Timmy oh. two, two cheeseburger Timmy. Oh, yeah. let me, let me put on that's another trip. We yeah, got two cheeseburger Timmy, and we got Timmy ten percent, which we will not do oh. the Timmy ten percent. What I took Randy's burger. Yes, you did. <laughs> Sorry, Randy. Yeah, and then lost his wedding ring. Yeah, that yeah, was, that was oh David. David lost David, his wedding. Yeah. So eventually, we're gonna. We're, we, the other thing that news news to break on the podcast is we got a new logo for our podcast that we're we're getting ready to put up, and we're gonna start having a little more theme music. And David Imidorf is my Robbie's brother, is my nephew from down in Pennsylvania. He's got his own band. One once was named Court Discord. Uh, so we're gonna pick some theme music off of him. Maybe if he's listening, I can ask him. Maybe he can write a theme song for us too. But uh, and he did lose. Don't shake your head. He doesn't have to write a theme song. I like a theme. The band's re-imaging right now. He's got some good old stuff. That's true. The band's re-imaging. So we'll we'll pick all that out and uh, let's go around the table. One last word before we go. Thanksgiving, Jack. I have none. Of course you have none. You shot your mouth off the whole time. Agreed. I I left it all on the court. That's what (laughs) I'll say. (laughs) Wow, unbelievable. Um, The cockiness that exudes from that chair is (laughs) unbelievable. Uh, shout out to Wilmington High Basketball, who starts on Monday. I'm looking forward to the season. Um, we're going to see what happens. The goal is to make the tournament. That should be what the goal is. Anything above that, 
fantastic. We'll we'll get to it when we get there. Uh, anything below that, we can we can safely say disappointment. Over make, under wins. I don't care. Make the tournament. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. Make so you're tournament. gonna make the tournament without doing the like 500 thing. What do you have to we do to could. make the tournament? Uh, it's power rankings now. So oh, yeah, it's all How weird. Do they, who, who decides that? It's a, some sort of formula. Chris has almost figured out the formula. I, I figured out how to manipulate the formula, but Mr. John Amico didn't want to listen to my suggestions on who we should play out of conference. Some teams in football coach. get screwed. Yeah. yeah. Coach like, John like Amico Everett. not listening. Like, like I have my, uh, I have my beliefs on on how, how best to manipulate the power rankings. All right. Yeah. Uh, we'll have to get into that some other time. Stat head. You're a stat head now. I yeah. try. Kev, you're up. Um, just want to thank everybody at WCTV for staying open on Thanksgiving Eve. Appreciate um, them allowing us to come in. Thankful for everybody in this room. And um, last but not least, I wanted to give an update on the lock. The line moved to minus eight and a half for Missouri, but I'm still standing strong. Stick with it. I didn't know what we were doing. We were doing what we're thankful for. Now I look bad. Yeah, I don't know. It's yeah, well, a time of thankfulness. Well, Kevin, Kevin's the thankful guy of the group. I, I, got, I will echo Kevin. I'm very thankful with the WCTV employees that are here right now letting us do this. It's a very important thing for us to get everyone in the studio, and this is probably the only time we could do it. Excellent. Amen. Justin? Yep. Thankful for everybody in this room. A lot of good times, a lot of good memories. Happy we discussed some of them today. Um, lock of the week. I didn't mention mine. It's an NFL one. Um, the Thanksgiving night special while everyone's loaded up on Trip the Fan watching some football. Um, Seahawks plus seven and a half <laughs> versus the uh, 49ers. And I know I just mentioned the 49ers as the best team in the league, uh, but Seahawks getting seven and a half points at home, getting a full touchdown. I think that's a lot of points, and I think Geno's playing. Um, and they got to gotta bounce back. And also, real quick, that Seinfeld reference from earlier. So Jack had sent me a picture from Barstool of Robert Kraft in the puffer jacket, and it was, and then side by side, it was the picture of George Costanza in his puffer jacket. And uh, I responded to Jack. I said, "What's your definition of scary cold?" And he answered the question all legitimately. And he said, <laughs> and he, and he said "If you mean weather, anything under freezing, I'm piling up for." And I said, "Boy, what are you talking about?" I said I was quoting the scene, and then he proceeded to send me six texts in a row saying how embarrassed he was oh, as a big good. Seinfeld guy. But you that was hilarious. <laughs> All right, uh, I'm not thankful. I'm thankful for everything. I can say this with this group that I have in here. I've, of course, Jack was. I helped conceive Jack, so he's been with me his whole life. Chris has been with me his whole life because he was born right next door to me. How lucky am I? They're very lucky. J. Trev, um, J. Trev was um, third grade Iowa, right? When we first met your pops. So we probably started hanging with it just then. And then something clicked. Third, fourth J-Trip grade. J. was Cares fourth grade. Fourth grade Cares, then Debacri yeah. in fifth grade, right? Yeah. Yeah. So fifth that's grade. And Kevin, the irony is, Kevin, you were probably on that. I think you were on that Iowa team with us. Uh, Indiana. Indiana. Yeah. And he were Iowa. Indiana. And, and then Kevin was at, at, no later than sixth grade because we were all travel basketball. So I've known these guys, some for their lifetime, some for a short period. I, and I, it's, I, I, I really enjoy having them around to argue with me and fight with me and and. and Keep it level, and hopefully that I've done some good in, in getting them to this point. They, they're great podcast guys. They know their sports. They know their finance. They know whatever Jack knows. And uh, Chris sports. 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 He got that from his dad, not his mom. But I'm thankful for that. I, I'm glad we got you guys all, all in here. We'll make sure we thank the guys outside before we leave. And, uh, and that's just all I have to say. Great to have you in, Chris, Justin, um, Chris J. Trevor, we call you now, and, and Kevin. Yeah, Jack. One more thing. Uh, National champion, Kevin. Who's winning? Uh, Georgia. Trev, Super Bowl winner. 
Uh, Niners. And Chris, who's winning college basketball? I'll stick with Houston. All right. I said that last time. Good. Wow. I like that. I like that. I'm going Arizona basketball. Damien, because of Damien Dunn. All right. And uh, because we've run really long today, like I said, thanks to everybody. And thanks, everybody, for listening to us. Uh, for it all boils down to this, I'm Jim Boyle, and we'll see you on down the road. Thanks for listening to this episode of It All Boils Down to This, recorded at WCTV Studios in our hometown of Wilmington, Massachusetts. We're always open to any ideas, critiques, topics, and guests. So if anyone out there in podcast world needs to get a hold of us, we can be reached via email at jboyle22 at comcast.net. Along with Jack Boyle, I'm Jim Boyle. Make sure to tune in to the next edition of It All Boils Down to This.